casting four little rays of sunshine on an otherwise shitty week. It's 11 o'clock comics, episode 149. Yes, it is. That means we got to be Fifty-five. Yeah. Fifty-five. Yeah. Three years. Or no, one. No. One fifty-seven. Because we skipped. Yeah. Hey, hey, did it fucking work? We're still here. Oh yeah. That's the reason why we're here. Because we skipped episode thirteen. We didn't skip one thirteen. Oh. Oh, and by the way, you know, apparently from what we've seen on some message boards, people don't like it when they really can't hear what we're talking about. Oh, I don't care. Neither do I. This is not for them to hear. No, it's not. This is our time. This is our time! That's, see, that's what I was getting at. Like, like, but in, in, I would have bothered someone. I, I would see if, I'm, if I hear that, I assume, oh, that's the part, like, that's just the intro. So you're not meant to hear that. Like, it's I would, concept, I would never yeah. Assume I would never assume. Oh, those poor editors—they—they they didn't. They edited over their own conversation. I would assume like it's deleted. Like we're in the middle of a conversation and they're joining us, right? Preach. It's, I must hear everything. Preach. We only get two and a half it's, hours of it's them. The, it's the equivalent of walking up to a group of people already in mid-conversation at a conference. Yeah, that, that's yeah. how yes. I intended it, there right there. Exactly. Yep, yep. So fun. Yeah. And uh, then, then you have. It. But he see, Alan doesn't like it. And that's uh, if I could change it for one person, I would change it for Alan, but I wouldn't change it for anyone else. That's just because he wants we, to hear what we're saying. We need right. to have Alan that's on. That's out of love. Things. We need to have Alan on. We should we have sure. Alan, Alan on. We, should. we need Alan on. We should. <laughs> you know that if there was nobody any, got it. If there was anything, <laughs> if there was Alan anything on. besides this bottle of whiskey and some blues that could snap me out of my my late winter funk it's it's alan blues are not going to snap you out of a funk seriously homie. well no blue, blues always snaps me out of my funk because it's like you know what it's worse for other people <laughs> yeah. you know what slaps me out of a funk reading a daredevil comic See, oh. I use that joke that's the second week in a row so yeah <laughs> i was gonna say do you watch natural disaster documentaries if you're <laughs> Faces of death, maybe. It's, it's, uh, it's, 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 I just say I love when they smack that monkey with the with the spoon. How, how does that impact all of us, right? I, I remember that so vividly. Yeah, it's crazy. That it's was home, that was it's fake, the Homer you know. Simpson coat, you know, little he, 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 monkey yeah. in the middle going. <laughs> completely <laughs> fake. Yeah, it's, totally it's, funny. it's funny because I don't know him. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> oh, woe is him. Hey, everybody. 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 149. I am Vince B. Yes, you are, you, you beautiful hunk of man, you. That's and I'm, me. I'm Christopher right. Neesman. And you yes, glasses. you are, you, you man. And I'm David Price. You are, and you're one sexy bitch. Of course, I am not of this earth because I am Lion-O. Oh, oh, nice little Thundercats love for the peeps. Really Tim Seeley's whacking off right now, up, baby. Yeah. I'm just, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Why? Why? I was, I was really hoping for some, uh, some Rahm Emanuel love this week. Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Do you know me? I was just gonna me? say, introducing. I mean, really? Hey man, that man's a turd. First He's a turd. Mayor, first new mayor in 22 years. You can't give me a little Rahm love, huh? He's a turd. <laughs> Why would I? Yeah, why would I celebrate that turn? Yeah, <laughs> there he's go. awesome, and oh he will, my, and he will 
fuck you up. Oh my god, probably. The only hey, Jason loves loves brandy. I would slap the taste out of his mouth if he tried to do again. Rom would fuck you up and hide the body. The only Rom I want to know is from Galador. Hey everybody. Exactly. Until he's a space knight, I don't give a who. No, you are not Lion-O, which it would really be cool if you were, but you're not. You're, you're Jason Wood, and this Wayback Machine we call 11 O'Clock Comics <laughs> has been new. brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. That's dcbservice.com, where you, Mr. Funny Book Collector and reader and lover, can get your books at huge, amazing, colossal, galactic-sized discounts. Check this out. Dark Horse presents number one. We're all waiting for this. Ordered on, on the edge of yeah, me too. On the edge of our uh, couches, as it were. Paul Chadwick cover or the Frank Miller cover. Cover price seven ninety nine. Not what you're going to pay at CBS. Fifty percent off three ninety nine. What are you saying, David? I was going to say you get what you pay for because I don't know if you noticed, but the Paul Chadwick cover is a few cents more than the Frank Miller cover. Oh, interesting. Is it really? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's heavier because it's, it's concrete. There you go. All right. Uh, uh, At the other place, you can get Batwoman, number one, 75% off. You're going to pay 74 cents for it. Unheard of. The third relaunch of Hercules? No, second. Third. Not counting miniseries. Right. There you the go. relaunch of, of Herc, Hercules. It's called Herc out of Marvel. DCBS chops the ridiculous $3.99 cover price in half. $1.99. That's what it's going to cost you. And... Pre-movie continuity, Planet of the Apes, number one, from Boom. Written by Daryl Gregory and drawn by Charlemagne. I just love which, saying that. Which movie? The first one. It, oh. It's a prequel of the first movie. I can't wait. Well, no, I'm, I'm, Tim I'm, Burton, I'm, really I'm not sure which that. one you're talking about. No, I'm not a Tim Burton. That movie's cool. <laughs> <laughs> 45% off the three ninety nine cover. It makes Vince, Boom Vince, comics have you, much more. Have you taken a second just to realize that we live in a world that will, within a few short weeks, have both a Godzilla and a Planet of the Apes? It's like, it's like Chris listened to last week's episode. <laughs> and, you know, if they did another stab at the man thing, my life would, and Commandy, my life would be perfect. My it's comic life, anyway. Um, yeah, really. Uh, it makes Boom Comics much more affordable. You'll get it for $2.19. And while you're at it, reach on out and shake hands with DCBS's digital arm. There you go. It's called yeah. My... Oh, it's my the highlight of my week, yeah. I know. It's called MyDigitalComics.com. And you can get digital versions of comic books far cheaper and immediately it's like boom it's like technology right you can there. get duncan the wonder dog for 9.99 omg yes. oh, my oh and says no that. drm as well right no digital OMG, rights no drm <laughs> lol t2il <laughs> uh and uh you, they have some independents like top cow and others at their 99 cents for a lot of stuff so jump on that too MyDigitalComics.com, DCBService.com, and while you're at it, if you're the trade type, InStockTrades.com. It's a triple threat. I was talking to Zach today because um, I did not know whether or not I had ordered the Spawn one-shot that came out today. And I know, right? How did I not order it? But it, it, it's it's a one shot, and it was like six ninety nine. And when I'm doing my order form, and it jumps over a certain jumps over that boundary that I like to set for myself, yep. those kind of things are the first to go. So I'm like, this thing has been so resolicited. Hundred, and you're like, I can't do the six ninety nine. Seven. I don't know about you, dude, but I like to keep it below like one twenty five. Seriously, I haven't gone and, um, up to like eighty. That's because you got to buy kaiju too. 
I know. Well, I haven't done that in a while either. But anyway, so I, I, I was looking through my, the only way you can check for something on the DCBS site is to bring up every one of your orders and just like do a control F or alt F or whatever and search for it. And I'm thinking, wouldn't it be really cool if there was a way to download all of the titles you have in the queue that you haven't received yet in a nice little, maybe a, a text file or an Excel spreadsheet so you can just look through it? That would be really neat. And it would probably save them server uh, power too, right? Because if everybody's checking stuff to see what they're getting and they keep clicking on these multiple order forms, it's got to bring those up. And, you know, wouldn't it be nice to have a one download thing? And I'm thinking that'd be cool, Zach. Because you're the miracle man. You could do that, right? No? Make it happen. Make it happen. That's awesome. I would, I would, I would, I would, I would, mystery solved and solve Vince's request. Mm -hmm. I would hang up on you. Well, I wasn't talking. I was I was PMing him actually, and so he he added it to my order. I didn't order it. This is crazy. No, you, How could I not order a phone book? Phone, well, let, let him call your wife after midnight from oh. from, from another state. We're gonna let it all hang out after midnight. But anyway, where are we gonna see Zach at the uh, right. end of the end of March? At the Cidos Idos. Dos. Dos. Thank you, David. Yes, that's the uh, C2E2 is the, the Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo. I don't have the uh, the text up in front of me. So I, I do. You want me to do it? I will, just, I will break it down for you really quickly. I'm always it, prepared. It, it, it is the 18th through the 20th, right, Vince? Looks that way to me. All right. Yes. It's going to be at McCormick Place. It's going to be in the West Building this year, which is the 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 new um, shinier, sparklier building at McCormick. Oh, well, I got a text um, message. If, if you if you, if you order your tickets before the 14th of March, you can get the entire weekend for 50 bones, which is a great value. There's going to be great comic book uh, creators there like Brian Michael Bendis and Matt Fraction and Tony Moore and Mike Norton and Scotty Young and Tim Seeley and Mahmoud Ashrar and Gail Simone just got announced and all sorts of folks. You can go to the website, c2e2.com, check out the guest list. They announced some uh, big media guests today. If if you yes, are four. in... If you are into into the upcoming Thor movie, you can uh, you can meet Mr. Thor himself. Is it what, uh, Hemsworth? Yeah, yes, yeah, sir. And uh, and uh, Pat Oswalt is going to be there. Really? Yeah, he's cool. I like him a yeah. lot. Yeah, yeah. too. And on Saturday night, um, after the after the con closes, I believe there's going to be a uh, comedy show with Pat Oswalt and, and his troops, so you can stick around and uh, and you check that out. You're seeing that, or no? I'm gonna be no. I'm no. We're gonna be out fine dining, dude. All right. Yeah. Hey, get this. That te that uh, text message I just got was from Zach Crusey. Oh my oh, god! Yes. Yeah, he said he put it on my stack. Text of he see that. He's a king. continuity in he's real time. A he's a king. Um, so yeah, come on out to uh, C2E2. Um, the 11 o'clock crew will be there. Uh, there's going to be a podcasting panel on Friday at 6.30. We'll have more details as we get closer here. So hopefully uh, the 11 o'clock army will come out and and uh, hoot and holler and, and we'll have a good time. And I might even have like a bottle of bourbon there. Hey, speaking of real quick, My. speaking of the 11 o'clock army, mm -hmm. we have to give a shout out to our our community members and, and listeners because yep. um, Whitney Matheson who is a very popular blogger 
Uh, she's got a blog that's been around forever called Pop Candy. It's now owned by USA Today. She started it on her own and I guess got bought out by USA Today a while ago. She writes about pop culture, and last week, or I guess this past week, she put a uh, article out about her ten favorite comic book podcasts, mm-hmm. and we were on the list. Uh, it was very gracious of her to uh, put us on the list, and she even made mention of the fact that uh, we have a rabid fan base. Yeah, they're so, rabid, frothing at the so mouth. So I, uh, I just, I'm uh, a little I afraid. Say I'm a little afraid. Yeah. A little afraid. But no, I got to say thanks to everyone that that took the time to time. email exactly. her and, and say, hey, we love the show. Uh, because I mean, I, I obviously had to to yeah. weigh in to our uh, to our uh, placement. So yeah, and congratulations to all of our other buddies, uh, yep. Tom and. And uh, John and Word Balloon and uh, and obviously Ron and uh, Josh and Connor and I fanboy and uh, all the rest. So yeah, it was it was very uh, very flattering. To say the yep. least. I got yep. more thanks real quick. I got stuff in the mail again. Oh, oh yay! Geez. You know I'm the, starting to get. Uh, I'm starting to feel. Yeah, I think we should save this to the end of the show. Yeah. We should have like yeah. Vince's corner at the end, so we can. In your travels, in your travels, read the shit that people send me. Yeah. I, <laughs> so I, I, I think must. We would kill two birds with one stone because I, he's already he already suggests multiple things at the end of the show and bogarts sure. it like he knows he shouldn't. I so must I think, give thanks to Mr. Alex, aka Kibai, on the forums. I think that's how you pronounce it. Kibai, Q I B A I. Is it Kibai? I don't know. Well, it should be. If it's not, that's right. He's, he sent me, written by Mr. Steve Niles, we know who that guy is, a uh, graphic novel called The Lost Ones with art by Dr. Revolt, Morning Breath, Kim Buzelli, and some schlub named Gary Panter. Uh, 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 Lost Ones. And uh, if you remember way back when, this was offered as a free download at one time, free PDF. Oh, on online and they Zune Arts published it and it's freaking sweet. So I'll be talking about this. Um, he also gave me uh, a CMX manga volume called The Astral Project by Marginal and Suji Takaya. And get this, I guess he does paper cutting. He gave me yeah. a delicate paper cutting of a dragon. It's awesome. Oh, that's and, really and cool. On, I love and paper on the, cutting. Yeah, and on the back. It looks like kanji. Maybe it's kanji for um, good luck. Oh, that's awesome. It's beautiful, beautiful stuff. So thank you, Alex. I love it. I will be talking about probably both of these in the future because I love to torment Chris. Well, well, it's cool because, you know, I I just happened to uh, uh, Matt Burden sent me a a letter um, certified by a notary public that he would uh, give me his kidney if I ever needed it. Nice. Yeah, it's pretty Disgusting. Wow. But I, I, nice. Um, in, in the mail today, I received uh, the bills from the last oil shipment. <laughs> nice. <You have> oil <laughs> heat? Get out of here. I do. <laughs> wow. Chris, you know, you don't eat the kidney knowing your pension for weird food. <laughs> well, that's what all those Brits do. They, yeah, the, the, Brit, the Brits boil kidneys and eat them, right? Oh, uh, Zap, you reminded me. I had We had a uh, energy audit yesterday and. Uh, I got to. Uh, one of the things I got to do this spring is freaking. We have an underground uh, oil tank. Oh. I got to dig it up from from the ground, and it's fine. I mean, there's no reason. But I have. To, I just. I'm always nervous. Y'all are, about it. Yeah, yeah. Y'all yeah. are weird out there. You have like oil bills. Yep. Oh, I have an oil bill. All right. Yeah. Yep. 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 Really? I, yeah. I've, that's yeah. odd. Get a couple well. shipments a year, but yeah. Yeah. Natural yeah, gas, that, baby. That, no, that's weird. That's weird. It's uh, yeah. We all don't right. Do, we don't do that here. It's time um, for the. Yeah, it's, it's, it's time for the drink roll call, and we got everyone's little, favorite part. 
Right, and we got a little something special at the end of this, so we'll let we'll let David reach in and and grab that at the end. So let's just oh, do the dear. drink oh, real quick. Oh, so David goes. David goes no. last. Yeah, oh. that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Okay. okay. Um. Well, well, I tell you what, I will lead off because it's been a shitty week for a lot of Hell reasons, yeah. and and we'll get into that um a little bit later. Uh. But yeah, I was coming home. It's like you know what. It's been a while since I've gotten stupid on the show, and I'm gonna really in a hell of fuck you, Vince. A different, a different, a different kind of stupid, okay. and I'm and I'm in a hell of bad mood. So uh, <laughs> I got some, I got some. Scolded uh, two weeks in a row. It's a record. <laughs> I uh, I picked up some uh, some some cheap rye whiskey, so I'm uh, I'm drinking um, old Overholt straight rye whiskey. Wow, that would completely incapacitate me i bet oh we'll give it about 30 minutes i think <laughs> my tolerance would probably be about 15 <laughs> yeah true so uh so yeah i'm i'm drinking whiskey and there might be some a bottle of squirt around here as well which when you all come to chicago we're gonna drink uh uh whiskey and squirt it's gonna be awesome really not Cool. Oh, 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 Jason, 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 daily, daily, Chris tries to find ways. He's Chris is basically trying to think how many things must I do to get wood to get his own hotel room? Like Bukaki, promise Bukaki, and then you're done. We're, we're gonna, we're gonna drink, we're gonna drink whiskey, squirt, and and do uh, pork belly sliders. It's gonna. I'm be so fun. glad that I'm stopped. That I have control of my own person before I arrive at your at your 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 town yeah, home because I'm gonna yeah. stop at a grocery store at a yep. liquor store yeah. <laughs> I am Bukaki store exactly exactly we're, we're gonna have so fun getting so fun, yeah. <laughs> so fun. are you gonna love me long that, time or? That, that's that right there, yeah. all right that's jason. not right that's jason not right jason uh, what are you drinking you know i knew you had a shitty week i knew vince had a shitty week yeah i knew david and i for at least one specific reason didn't have the best week so in spite of my fitness regime I have sitting here one shot of Jameson Irish whiskey that I'm going to do in a minute when David says his piece. Right. That's cool. And then That's I'm cool. drinking Diet Dr. Pepper, bitches. There you go. Uh, See, but when you get to the point where you're at now, where you're slim, trim, and in fighting shape, you can, you know, wander a little bit every once in a while. You don't have to have stay so strict no, to no, the no, regimen. No, 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 no. You're right. No, no. And, and, but but uh, I'm trying to do something I never, I've never done before. I'm, tr- I'm doing the, you know, the whole... I'm trying to like get to a new level, so I it's cool. pretty much got to be maximum commitment to do that. You know, you know, you know what I say to that? What? Respect. Nice. Respect. Yeah. All right. And Vince. and I am drinking Yangling traditional lager because I'm boring, right. and I just drink you the know, same shit all the time. There's nothing boring about Yanglang. I yeah. I had it I had it in Florida. It's not terrible, dude. It's, not, it's very good, dude. I mean, it's I'm not gonna terrible. have to start making Adam Wainwright jokes if you keep this up. It's not <laughs> terrible. It's a very serviceable it's a pedestrian beer and i'm a pedestrian drinker there's nothing pedestrian i pull people over all the time and just take what i want it kicks the shit out of budweiser so that's very true now david david uh i am um i'm i'm drinking some below tonight i had a um a glass of um bourbon last night but this is uh this is Vince set it up, um, and because Wood has his shot at ready, this is basically tonight's roll call for me. Is uh, is in memory of Louis McDuffie. It, it's yeah. it's not. He's he's a um, he left us far too soon, um, which is I guess 
appropriate since what Vince and I are going to talk about tonight. But um, we, uh, I don't know. It, it's I'm still kind of registering it, like Jason said. With it, it's just one particular reason why he and I have had a um, have were hit with some bad news earlier. Never met the man, unfortunately, but um, it his he did some work that I am extremely fond of. And he was one of those creators um, like John Byrne for Chris or Neil Adams for Vince, who I gets a pass from me regardless, no matter what he works on. There is no bad Boy McDuffie stories, period. It's true. And, it's true. Uh, and I'm going to miss him, and, and, and I'm raising my glass to him tonight. You're here. Yeah. You're here. Clink. You know, uh, I I never met the, the man either, and, I, and obviously, so I didn't. Uh, I never had any any contact with him. But I feel like, and and this is, I guess, a uh, testament to his amazing talent. I feel like I did know him, yeah. Because we read the the bullpen bulletin's profile way back when we followed yeah. through through milestone and and uh, you know everything he worked on, and he he not only created. Oh, highly readable stories, but um, let's be honest. He had an agenda, and he did it in a way. It was a good agenda, though. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't a you know one of those detrimental things. One it, was, it, was, it was almost, and it was, I mean, yeah. it was almost subtle in a way. But and, and was, I love that that um, mock story uh, synopsis that that he mm-hmm. sent around Paris, about yeah. you know they'll have a the, the a gang of skateboarding. Uh, black youth <laughs> who have a white friend to get them out of trouble and show them how to do things right, or uh, a hot white girl buddy who can down, to yeah. calm them down. Yeah, I mean that was Dwayne, and and he was right. There there is a lot of stereotypes, or there was, there continues to be stereotypes in every kind of art form, and he tried to to squash them the best he could, and not only do that, but while he was doing it, tell great stories and and entertain, yes. and he did it. And he did it, and and uh, I actually, you know, big pussy that I am, I kind of teared yeah. up when, when I when I heard the news because it was like, oh my god, you feel like you lost a brother, you really yeah. do. Yeah, and I'm not know, saying that in the in the in the in the no, we know, the, you know, uh, you, we uh, we a family member. How about that? We lost. No, family. no, no. Yeah, I know what you meant. I mean, yeah. there there are there are creators that are out there that I mean, we're going to lose in the next few years. You know, I, yeah, I you know, I think about you know folks like. White Gene Colan and and you know Russ Heath and you know I don't think jacket. John Severin's ever gonna die. Yeah, you know John, the, the, the the guys yeah. the guys that are that are they're on in years and 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 if they were to pass away tomorrow, you'd be like, oh man, that's you know it's terrible news, but they they lived a full life. Yeah, and yeah. and yeah. in the, in the, in the last couple of years, I mean, we lost Mike Turner, and mm-hmm. that was. That was terrible, and it was it was heartbreaking. But you know, he was sick for a long time, and everyone knew about that. You know, and and Jason had had PM'd us uh, on the forums earlier this this week. You know, right after this had happened, and it's like, is this what it was like? You know, when Mike Turner passed for you guys, and and I was like, no, because you know, people knew that he wasn't in in the best of health. But it was when uh, when Mike Waringo. Passed away. Yeah. That was yeah. that was so sudden yeah. and so unexpected. And, and I understand we're we're coming at this from from fan perspective, but kind of like right. hyper fans. It's you know we go to cons. We we know a lot of creators. We didn't you know I I didn't know 
Waringo personally. I didn't know Dwayne McDuffie personally, but I know people that that knew them personally, and so I hurt for them. And this was just such an out of the blue, unexpected. The guy wasn't even fifty years old, and he was one of the really passionate and thoughtful voices in comics. You know, if if you didn't read his comics. You definitely watched the animated stuff that he worked on, yeah. and you know because of that, he probably touched more people than most of the high-profile writers that we know oh, about. Hell in yeah! Comics. Hell yeah. yeah! You know, if you watched, you know, ecstat, you know, what it's static shots, yeah, you know the the ben recent. 10. Ben 10, God, you know, the, the recently released, you know, All-Star Superman, and he, he wrote the uh, Crisis on Two Earths. Which and this was awesome. Guy, yeah, the, yep. and he did some of the <laughs> best writing in, in, in animation, what we call the Timverse. You know, Dwayne McDuffie was as big a part of that as, you know, like Paul yeah. Denny has been in, oh, in yeah. a lot of mm-hmm. ways. So mm-hmm. it, just, just an absolutely devastating loss for for comic book fans that, you know, unfortunately they may not even know because he was one of those yeoman writers that would get in the trenches and, and do a lot of fill-in stuff or, or when, when companies were kind of put into a bind, they knew that they could lean on Dwayne McDuffie yeah. to come in and kind of write the ship on stuff. So I don't think he ever got the accolades that he deserved. It's, no. you know, he, he's just like a guy that was always there that always did really mm. good work. Yeah. But those well, who got the, it loved it. Yeah, oh, I was yeah, going to yeah. say, the, the thing is, too, as I thought about it, is that, you know, for an entire generation, including my sons, uh, he was the most responsible in terms of shaping, like, what their perception of, of, of the Justice League. Like, my mm-hmm. sons think, when I say Green Lantern, they, they think of Jon Stewart. Yeah. Like, the bald-headed version from JLU. That's who Green Lantern is to them. Like, they now know there's other Green Lanterns, but to them, Green Lantern's Jon Stewart. You know what I mean? Like, to them, Martian Manhunter's, like, as cool as Superman. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the world that they, in their, because that's what they grew up watching those cartoons. Yeah. And, and um and then for me, you know, the thing is is about this is you you know, David mentioned that he never met the man and I, I unfortunately didn't either. I know there were a few times I had the chance and um it just you know, I said this in when we were uh in on the iFanboy column about when he passed, I said, you know, the thing to take away from this, I guess, is for me at least, because the man was forty nine, so you think, uh, oh, he's a young guy, I'll, I'll you know, I'll eventually get a chance to meet him yeah. if you go to a lot of cons. But you didn't, you know. You, I mean there is no more chance. And so you never know. You never know when you're mm-hmm. gonna go, you never know when your people you, you and 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 it not to be cheesy, but but it, it this isn't even just about like creators and or people that you famous that you might want to say hi to, but it's you know, people you love or friends, you yeah. know, just like yeah. don't ever take like those times for granted, you know, that you that you have the chance to spend time with somebody like or say hello or shake their hand or say thanks. It's just you know if you have the minute take the time you know because because yeah. you may never get another shot so i'm, I'm gonna make a point of tracking down mark wade at, at c2e2 and thank him for 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 his contribution to comics because you know he's he's kind of like Dwayne mcduffie in a way that the guy's always been there he's always done great stories and you know i when people say you know who are the best writers in comics i don't think that i don't think that McDuffie or Mark Wade get mentioned enough, and those guys, and, and those are two you know. guys who absolutely love the toys they're playing with. I don't yeah, know. Oh, yeah. There, there are creators out there who's just like, listen, I'm here for a paycheck, or you know, oh yeah, I get to write my Batman story, I'm in and I'm out, and it's like, but Dwayne, especially with the JLU, I mean, he was in charge of countless DC characters. Mark Wade has played with 
everybody. Everybody, yeah. So, yeah. you know, and both men have, have great respect for the properties owned by others. And, and since you mentioned Wade and, and C2E2, I believe they're working on a um, – on a memorial for Dwayne at C2E2. I know there's going to be something Ooh, done at, yep. at, at Emerald City. Yeah, there's going to be the, uh, both at both cons. There's okay. going to be, yeah, it's uh, uh, a time for, you know, kind of reflection and remembrance. So, yeah, you know, just, just a, just a fucking bummer, man. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to, I, like I do at most cons or every con I go to, I'll, as I'm going through the back issue bin, I'm going to continue replacing the milestone issues I've lost. I mean, there, there are. Um, I do have some holes in my yeah. McDuffie collection, and uh, I think one of my favorite, absolute favorite stories that he's he's written was actually written a few years ago. It was a fantastic four one shot. It was my dinner with Doom, and it was about a annual dinner Reed and Doom have. With Hell him. yeah! And it was an absolute joy. You bet. You bet. It was. You know what? I said this. Did I say this on the forum? I may have. Pretty much the best Fantastic Four in the past decade came out of the. And you know what? But that's not saying a lot. That's not giving the guy major props. (laughs) Yeah. But but thank goodness because you know it's it's kind of come out in the last you know couple days you know very publicly that 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 was one of his his dreams is that yep, he sure. wanted to he wanted to write the FF and and he was able to do that and you know I I think for a lot of people it was a run on the FF that they would have liked to have seen you know go go much longer oh, yeah. but yeah. you know but it, David but, and myself were loving it on when yeah, we were doing yeah. the bullpen we were Same all here, over yeah. that shit yeah but <clears throat> two couple things. Uh, I think it's really neat that a bunch of guys on our forum, and you can find it at for, at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum. Bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum. We love the legacy. Anyway, there was a couple dudes in the McDuffie thread that Jason started that said, you know what? I really, I, 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 I'm, I'm a novice when it comes yeah. to McDuffie. I don't really think I've ever read anything by the man, but you know what? I'm going to rectify that. I'm going to go out and find some of his stuff. So, yeah, it, it it hurts like hell that he's gone, but he's still touching people, and I think he always will with the cartoons and the comics and, yeah, and everything, because yeah. art never dies. And Mario said that uh, on Twitter. And the other thing I said was, um, I tweeted that I hope they reserved a space at the big old table in the sky, at the head of the big old table in the sky for Dwayne McNuffie because he deserves no less. But what I really said, and I rewrote it before I sent it because I didn't want to inject any negativity into it i originally said i hope due to the treatment he received at the hands of the big two in the later part of his life that they reserved a a, a spot at the head table for him because jla he got the run around fantastic four he got the run around by the um by getting a pass because i remember when i was talking about that justice league run and how you I well, I felt that this wasn't the story he wanted to tell, and I remember he even said he said as much. Jason, I remember you and Jason saying, "Well, his name's on it." You know, yeah, I did, I did say that, yeah, and and I I just I knew that nothing, something was off, and I mean, and it later came out that he was kind of his hands were tied on a lot of things, and but we we ate crow. He's still though, but I mean that's what I mean though. Yeah, the story was not a story that I would associate with Dwayne McDuffie most times, but mm-hmm. he, that, that, that's what I mean by, you know, he gets a pass. And and I and I know that I mentioned Chris and Vince, but I, I do 
want to know if I'm sure I do know, but right now I'm drawing a blank, Jason. Who would get a pass from you? Who could write the most? You know, yeah, you know, so what? He wrote Batman and, and Mickey Mouse ears, but you know, that, that's all right. Um, I don't, uh, I don't know if there is anyone that would just get a straight up pass okay. from me. Um, yeah, I don't think there is any writer that I've that I, yeah, I don't or any artist. I mean, just anybody, but yeah. Well, Alan Davis can't really do any role. Oh, that's here. true. Uh, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> that's nice. You know, uh, I mean, you know, he You're makes right. that. He makes the. He makes the the, the Jersey poof look good. He does. You're look, not uh, kidding. You're not kidding. But no, I, you know, I don't. I mean, there are there are problems. Mm. I mean, there Stupid are certainly Megan. writers and artists that I've probably would think I've never read anything bad by them. But I mean, I, but it changes over time. Like there were, if you would ask me this years ago, I would have said. Chris Claremont, right? But <laughs> yeah, shit happens. Right? Does teach it. Yeah, yeah shit happens, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, <laughs> um, yeah. so I don't know, you know. But uh, <laughs> I got uh, one. Go ahead. As far as art or writing, well, I'll do art and writing for this guy because he does both. I give McFarlane a lot of leeway. Yeah, you do. Yes, you I do. do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Just because, I mean, the I man is one. Of, I was waiting to be surprised. Your answer, yeah. The man is one of my all-time favorites, and he has stumbled a bit in 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 early in his career. Um, the torment story wasn't yeah, the greatest, that's what I was but to hear. Um, yeah, it was. Come on, the dialogue was cheesy. <laughs> uh, but God, you can't fault the art. And, and, and what he had, what he, in, in retrospect, what the man has done for comics, what he's brought to the table has, is pretty damn significant. I mean, when you look at the animation and the toys and the, the comics and the universe, the whole image universe, I mean, just having the balls to split from Marvel when he was making some prime cheddar. Serious uh, thriller, yeah. Yeah, that, that, that takes, takes major stones. And now I love Tom McFarlane. And as far as art, I overlook a lot of things when Neil Adams is behind the pencil. <laughs> uh, yeah, so whatever. <laughs> now there are people that you. I mean, to your point, David, as I think more about it, there are people I don't think I've. I can't recall ever being disappointed in or, or making excuses. Like I don't know that I've ever. I mean, like Walt Simonson, I don't think I've ever. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and I, mean, I haven't even read everything. By yeah, Walt, like I mean, I'm sure true. that's what I was going to say. Like anything I've read or, or or read of his writing or and or seeing him draw, I can't ever think like, right. oh, he phoned that in, or oh, there's something. Because even God. like with like JRJR, like I, you know, I know that I thought World War Hulk. I just didn't think that was True. that was up to yeah. snuff. Personally, it just didn't. I thought it was kind of the weak sauce. I, I, he, I think he's kind of back on a, on a strong footing lately. But but I mean, even like JRJR, I I, I kind of held over the candle a little bit with that. But Simonson, I don't know. Now maybe part of it's well, nostalgia because he doesn't really do much art. Oh, and have, have, have you have you seen, there are, have you seen the, the new cover for the yeah. the, 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 the the new old cover? The, uh, Holy there God, are, the there are three things that Walt done that is Walt that Walt has done that I don't care what he does for the rest of his days. The three things are the New Teen Titans Uncanny X-Men crossover, Manhunter, love that. Manhunter oh, so good. and Thor. Those three things alone, it, Walt Simonson gets a pass for me. Come on. Uh, McFar- or Mc- Listen to me. I got Todd on the brain. Simonson's Fantastic Four was pretty damn good. But see, I did not read all of that. So I, you that, need that's, to. I know. I, I, I got a major soft spot for the, for the uh, X-Force stuff. X-Force? Really? The, the Liefeld stuff or... 
No, not X, uh, X Factor. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say, okay, wow. I'm sorry, I got, my, a, I got my X Factor at that. Damn, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got, my, got, my, got my X's crossed. No, the okay. X Factor stuff. Oh, you're talking Sim- about Simonson. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah, Simonson. you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, anything Walt Simonson does is yeah. awesome. I agree. It's true. Yeah. I was even tempted to buy um, World of Warcraft just because he was writing the damn thing. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. He's awesome. Then I, He's awesome. Then I realized, well, that could lead to harder drugs, <laughs> meaning the game <laughs> yeah. itself. So I said, nah, no, no, no chance. You know, I bet you Burn is 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 that for a lot of people. Yeah, like, absolutely. What's that? Yes. Yeah. They'll, they'll give, you might have stepped away, but David was asking, like, who else we would give a pass to, like, no matter what they did, if, or wrote or drew, we just, it's always, you know, and I think Byrne would certainly oh, do I that for a lot of people. He's not for me, but I mean, I, I, although I, you know, but, but yeah, I could see. You know, maybe. you know, but Byrne, Byrne will always be Byrne, but I mean, his later stuff, I mean, it's not, it's not as sharp, but you know, that's, I mean, we're 30 well, years on. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're, we're 30 years on. Yeah. Um, it, it, I mean, it's you, not, you look at, you know, okay, John Severin. Oh man, a god! See now, that's somebody who hasn't, whose whose style really hasn't changed all that. You're much right, and he's still what is yeah. he 80, 88, 89 yeah, years old? You know, he's yeah. still cranking R- out like great Joe comics. Q- Joe Kubert, right? I mean, it's yeah. the same. I mean, you know, R- Russ Heath, you know, if Russ Heath does something. Oh, I know. have to eat crow again, Chris, about Russ Heath because. Uh-huh. I know I was ninety eight percent of it was busting your balls about um, Russ Heath as compared to Joe Kubert as far as war comics go, but Russ Heath um, is a fucking animal. He is, and I was recently going through some books, and I have a National Lampoon collection that uh, I think it's uh, National Lampoon's Guide to Humor or something like that, and there are there's three Russ Heath stories in there. One of them is something along the lines of lesbians in love or something like that and and it's it's set like there's a nazi lesbian there's a a, a country bumpkin lesbian and they're in the middle of a war and a nazi they're, they're lesbian a polish lesbian and a jewish jewish I'll, lesbian walk into a bar you know? i'll tell you the man i can draw like a son of a bitch you're, you're right, right. you're right it's awesome yeah. but here's the thing all right i got one for you that's that that i would have said for However many decades would have always gotten the past, but then the last thing I saw of him, I, I couldn't even, couldn't even, I could, I couldn't front the uh, Tony De, Dezuniga's, uh, the that Jonah oh, Hex. Oh, Jonah Hex. That yeah. I know. Rough, and it, it was, was painful. Right. Oh, I got, I mean, it was painful. Look, I, I yeah. love Tony Dezuniga like, yes. like, like, like a grandfather, but dude, yeah. I mean, that was rough. That was, it was, that was yeah. yeah, it was. Well, but, but then again. You know, I gave you it away. Give it a pass. I mean, I'm glad I, I'm glad I read it, but it's still it was just one of those things. Right? Then, like Chris said, you know, I mean, it's you you realize how how advanced in age the man is, and and I don't know uh, sure, if, he's sure, been, sure. If, if he's been drawing steadily in in the years that he's kind of been away, and it's mm. it was kind of just a this you know it, it'd be like if if you know Salbashima was was drawing the Hulk again, I'd be on that like. Yeah. There's another name who can still belt out a great comic page, even though he's inking. His forte later in this late period of his career yeah. has yeah. been inking. Basima can still draw like a son of a. Bitch. I mean, I, I would love but, to see. I know people have have changed over the years, and, and their stylus has changed. But like, if they if they went back to characters that I was reading when I was growing up, then yeah, that that's an automatic buy. I don't. Right. Know. But well, I, I was going to say, like for me, John, I don't know that John Buscema ever did a bad page. Like no. I, mean, I, I know now. I know some people have. To, because he had a lot of different inkers, and I know a lot of people have very right. different opinions about his different periods and who inked him and stuff. And admittedly, I didn't 
I've read very little of I've seen a lot of his original art in recent years, but I've read very little of his Conan stuff, so I don't really have an opinion on that versus the Marvel stuff, vice versa. But I'm saying like I've read pretty much almost everything he ever wrote at Mar or sorry, ever drew at Marvel and with how many myriad anchors and I always loved it. And it, yeah. admittedly, it didn't all look the same, but I always loved, you know, no matter what. There was so. there was one Big John book that took me by surprise and made me feel like this is not John at his finest. And I think it was Warriors of the Shadow Realm, only because I don't think the man wanted to do it. Because uh, if if memory serves, that was a Mike Plug project, and for whatever reason. Plug didn't do it, and they put Basema on it, and they were experimenting with airbrush color. Oh yeah. And okay. They they published it in a three issue Marvel Super Special series, and they showed they had even had this article on uh in the back on how they did the airbrushing and actually airbrushing on the boards, you know, but way back when yeah. that's all they could do. And you know, Basema's art was great, but it, I really don't think it was primo john which was meaning everything else he's ever done so i don't know but what was i going to say oh the the tony uh dezuniga stuff i think the only reason why we found fault with it was because we we're comparing it to his other stuff i thought it was still a lot better than some of the kids these days yes. you know what they're going <laughs> but uh, compared to tony's the story of work yeah it yeah it just it wasn't all that but it was still artistically sound kind of sure, sure. <laughs> kind of well i mean, I mean you, yeah. you look for, you look for the glimpses you look for those things that 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 maybe capture you know a, a little bit of the essence of you know hey man we all get older and you know sometimes it's you know hey man if gene colin like he did on what cap 600 or 601 you know, six oh. it's hey it is that vintage gene colin mm. no ah. but it's it's Gene the fucking Dean, man. It's, truth. It's, truth. There's a lot know, of truth to that. You know, it's, it's, hey man, he's still out there doing it and, and there's, there's a historical significance to it. And I mean, it's true. I mean, I mean, do the, I mean, is the NHL super pros, I mean, are they really a vintage Stanley? No, but you know, they're, they're still tight and right. <laughs> tight and right. <laughs> it may, it may, it makes you remember better times you know sometimes yeah that, sure vince didn't it, take so. that bait i'm disappointed <laughs> i know you, I'm, I'm still trying to, trying to translate it he's maturing well i'll tell you, you know, what talk, talk, just talk. invented a bunch of nhl invented in air quotes for the, for the but inventing in air quotes yeah. he what oh he's doing a, a project with the nhl the national creator, hockey league yeah, yeah creator's character for for right. each team and so you've got you know so the yeah like the red wings he's probably got a character who has actually red wings yeah, yeah. It's, it's real it's creative stuff chicago black sharks oh well that's dan you know always on the cutting edge of, of creative <laughs> yeah. stuff stop <laughs> it stop it well i tell you what stop talking it. about nostalgia and things that we love from, from are we gonna talk about luke again dude yes <laughs> This time I met Lou Ferrigno and he said, "Don't touch me." <laughs> um, no, Jason, are you ready? Uh, okay, let's talk oh, about you, it. You're going to do your tag team. Oh, first? oh nice! Quite a segue there, Chris. Yes, <laughs> I'm working. Was, was, come on, that was come a on, work around. Uh, work with me here. Uh, um, what did you think about uh, the greatest sci-fi comic ever? Ever? <laughs> no. Now, now wait. What did you, re you guys read, read again? Sliders? Oh, nice. <laughs> uh, well, first I should say, um, I, I kind of get like an incomplete on my homework assignment, only because I said, no, no, 
I said I was going to read the entire first omnibus of the Alien Legion, and I yeah. I wasn't able to finish it in this week. It, it's a That's, big, it's a lot of pages. It is. Yeah, it's um, a lot of book. But That's I read back probably when they had a lot, a, lot, a lot of words on the page. <laughs> yes. You know? So I read about two thirds of it though. So I feel like That's I've cool. definitely read enough that we can oh, have, yeah. happily discuss it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we read uh, Chris's long. One of the first books I ever heard Chris gush about uh, was Alien Legion. And I had never read it. So it's been sitting here to be read for a long time. And uh, this week we agreed that uh, that uh, I guess he would brush up and I would actually read it for the first time. Um, so, Chris, you probably know a lot more about the history of it. I mean, I know that it was originally in the 80s from Epic. And mm-hmm. it was, uh, I know at the time, at least one of the longest running series. It may have been the longest running series that they had. I, I don't you know. I know that. Uh, two uh, incarnations. Uh, yeah, it's definitely What's that? up there. Yeah, it came yeah, out yeah. in so, two, so, two incarnations. Okay, so why don't you start in terms yeah. of uh, uh, you know, the time is is the the late eighties, you know, mid late eighties, and uh, and yeah, Epic was putting out comics that were uh, definitely more adult themed. Uh, it, it was it was kind of that time that you know the cool kids were were reading stuff from First and Kamiko and and Epic, uh, you know, Marvel. You know, certainly had their their books, and DC was coming off of the uh, big successes of you know Dark Knight and, and Watchmen, and comics were getting smarter. They were getting more socially relevant. They were starting to reflect things that were going on in in our everyday lives. Now, me, I was a big sci-fi fan, big Doctor Who fan, and so you know I would naturally gravitate to anything that was that was sci-fi oriented and uh you know i was talking to you know, i've talked with sal about this you know sal was a big uh american flag fan and there were you know a, a lot of folks that were um gravitating to different properties a- at the time alien legion was was my book that is that is one that just at that time and we're talking like 1987 1988 i'm probably like 14 years old and wow. it just yeah yeah well <laughs> you know hey you know it, it's it's going to sound older you know here pretty pretty soon um vince being the older statement but um yeah. It, it was it, it was a comic that just it was it was the perfect comic at the perfect time for me. It was basically the French Foreign Legion in outer space, and yeah, very well said. Mm-hmm. This is at, at a time where the the Cold War was pretty much coming to an end. Um, it had reached it, 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 its height, but there's still a lot of um, Cold War mentality out there, and that is reflected. In this book, and also, you know, it, it's it. It was the first comic that I ever read that was very political. You know, I you guys know how much I love Queen and Country now, which is very hardcore, real world espionage and politics. Well, Alien Legion was the very first comic that I ever read that really dealt with like government and military and how the two of those things interact with each other but don't always agree with each other i mean these were these were the the foot sloggers these were the troops that were that were sent out on the missions that were because of political reasons that maybe weren't strategically 
um, smart or well thought out, but they were done for political reasons. And you saw characters live and die at the whim of of people that that weren't connected to them. And as a fourteen year old, that really resonated with me. It was it it, it kind of opened my eyes up to a lot of that. So this was the first comic that that I read that really made me think in a lot of different ways and it was all wrapped up in this this awesome sci-fi action package and it was uh uh it was beautifully drawn it was it was for the time the the writing was was pretty advanced for for what we were seeing in comics alien legion for me it it will always be one of my all-time favorite comics yeah I agree. Uh, the the, I mean, Carl Potts, I guess, is the, the theoretically the mm-hmm. the main creator, um, and then I know that it that it they credit um, Alan Zelnitz and Frank Sirocco as co-creators, mm-hmm. although I'm not exactly sure as to sort of what their role was relative to Potts. Uh, I mean, Frank Sirocco probably did a lot of the character designs as the mm-hmm. artist. Yeah, you could tell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, the thing I didn't know, uh, I mean, I knew this was a sci-fi sort of French Foreign Legion thing, but I, I was um, I was impressed and surprised by how political it was. Um, and if you think about the time, I know Carl Potts was reading up about it. He said he came up with the idea in the 70s, actually, mm-hmm. um, initially, and then never really kind of brought it to fruition until later um, after Star Wars. And he said that kind of put the, the finishing touches on the idea and sort of codified that it should be a bunch of different species working together and stuff um but you know it's very much to me reminded me of uh of of uh, stories about vietnam right i mean especially that 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 first yes, arc where, where they have to go to a a planet and basically uh they get sent on a mission but because of some you know Fakakta prime directive type of thing where they're not supposed to mess up the ecosystem or leave any traces they they only have basically stun stun dark dark, dark guns. yeah yeah. And and they're up against pirates that are obviously shooting to kill, and uh, and that's a pretty overt, you know, view of that's a pretty overt, you know, I think uh, homage to to what uh, a lot of our uh, soldiers had to deal with in Vietnam, you know, where they were often hand, handicapped um, for seemingly ridiculous bureaucratic reasons um, and, and almost fighting an unfair fight, um, and and uh, so I, I love that. Um, I Saragar's an awesome character. I mean, Saragar's the band. <laughs> he's. I mean, that's a fantastic character. I mean, I, one that I'm surprised doesn't get more sort of uh, uh, reverence when people talk about their favorite characters, because uh, he's not only is he, he looks badass. I mean, he lo- he looks badass, and he's he's like the consummate. You know, he's that consummate uh, field general who mm-hmm. who uh, isn't just an officer but is an officer who uh the soldiers respect which is unusual you know because again you see you hear a lot of stories about you know guys that that uh you know are uh you know he's more of an nco like a non-commissioned officer you know a guy that kind of yeah. went through it with him and is out on the front lines with them and uh and so they respect him for that even when he has to make decisions that are driven he, more he's, by the he's, he's willem defoe and platoon if you yeah, that's that. very good. Now, look at yeah. you coming up with a good yeah. yeah that's good that's good i thought you were um, going to be stupid this episode right yeah uh, the art is awesome, dude. Give me five the, minutes. The art is awesome. Um, Yo, yeah. It's really detailed and tight. I mean, it's really it's it's just an explosion of different characters and settings and it's a sci-fi art. vehicles and concepts and um, I mean the way they they you know there's a, there's a 
they they one of the groups fires like a gun to put everybody to sleep, and they draw like with these cool, crazy like pink electrical lines all across the page. It's just really like again, just really well done. I mean, and they made a great use of color and just just uh, the, really this impressive. Book, this book really more than any other comic pushed me down the road to be a graphic designer. The design, oh, wow. mm-hmm. the design of this book is amazing for for late 80s i mean it it is probably you know i look at some of these pages panels that i remember as a kid drawing over and over again the cover for issue one is oh yeah beautifully designed cover Mm -hmm. from 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 a graphic design standpoint i mean we talk about killers now like jock without alien legion i don't know if jock exists Wow! <laughs> See the the thing, and you're talking about the visual aspect of Alien Legion. That was the thing about almost the entire epic line was they they didn't act and behave like normal comics. You did it, they were visually they were so different. You had Alien Legion, uh, the Boz Chronicles, Video Jack, Electro Assassin, yeah, Electro Assassin, Video Jack, um, Time Spirits, uh, and then Epic Illust- Well, Epic Illustrated was the the progenitor of the whole line but right. so so you had these books that cost more and and they didn't behave like a normal comic book it, they didn't look they didn't read like marvel's normal stuff and then for me anyway maybe what three years later you had strike force moratory oh and, and, so i love that so much yeah and here's yeah. A, here i am mr diehard marvel fan who grew up on the fantastic four and amazing spider-man and marvel starts publishing these books that commanded much more of my attention than the Star Wars series that I've been reading for years and years and years. The books that I looked forward to every month from Marvel were, like Chris, Alien Legion, Strike Force Moratory, and, and the other, like the epic stuff just completely changed my world. I mean, and Marvel did it a decade earlier with comics book. I, I you know, I, I bring this up all the time. Just sh- Marvel showed me, you know, there are other ways to do comics. And then they did it again. In the in the mid to late '80s, with the epic line and and strike force, it's just like, oh my god, you could do this a bazillion different ways. This stuff is awesome. Well, you know what? One of the hallmarks of Marvel in, in the early early years is that not everybody liked each other. You know that, that that's what you know. People talk about the Fantastic Four. It it was a team with conflict, and. Yeah. And Marvel lost its teeth in a lot of ways over the years because, you know, after so many team-ups and and just characters becoming very familiar with each other, everyone became very pleasant chummy. with each other. Chummy. Very, very chummy. Yeah. And so Alien Legion, for me, reintroduced that idea that you have teams of people that work for a common cause, but you know off panel and and out of out of the actual the battle scenes or the missions a lot of these characters fucking hated each other oh yeah yeah i mean not just disliked they fucking hated each other that was the thing each character had a reason to be there it wasn't just like "Ah, let's throw a bunch of soldiers together fuck it they're in the french foreign legion you know let's every one of them had a story why they were there, something they were trying yeah. to escape from, or some bad doings at home, or just trying to prove b- themselves, you know, Tori yeah, Montrock just a, a bad lot know, in life. Tori Montrock is, is kind of a main character, and, and he's, you know, yeah. comes from a, a privileged background, and right. he's there very much to prove himself as a man. Yep. And then you have people like Jugger Grimrod who are 
kind of like career criminals that are there because <laughs> it's better than going to jail. Yeah, but he's like mm-hmm. the hooker with a heart of gold, though. He does despicable yeah, things, but then in the end, oh, he, he'll he'll always, you know, whether he realizes or not, he does the right thing in most instances. J- he, Jugger Grimrod was the the best thing and the worst thing to happen to the series mm-hmm. because you know as you come to the end of the 1980s oh you get into the extreme stuff and they well yeah. you know you, you're you're coming to you know socially conscious comics that are, are really kind of pushing the envelope as far as like social commentary and that kind of stuff and then you get into the 90s and dark image whether you you like it or, or love it or hate it, we we got in we got into extreme comics and and the natural gravitational pull was to take your most extreme character and make them more extreme, like Faust. And, Remember yeah. Faust? Oh, Jesus, you know it's it, it was it was beautifully you know, it's, drawn. It's it's. Why do people like Wolverine? Well, because he's a badass. Well, let's make him even more badass. And after a while, you get desensitized to it. And, you know, I don't want to get into the discussion of of good, bad, or indifferent. But what happened with Alien Legion is that, you know, in a lot of ways, Jugger Grimrod became the... um, you know the character in that book, yeah. when much more interesting characters like Saragar and Montrock and Miko. Miko. Oh, I love Miko. Those those characters that you really could have taken in a lot in, in a lot of different directions and really explored them became overshadowed mm-hmm. by the bad acidness of Jugger Grimrod, who's a great character, but that kind of character should never be your lead, and that's right. what happened to. Alien Legion and a lot and of when does that start to happen? Just like when um, second volume, series, vo- volume two of the Omnibus. Okay. Um, you get into that a little bit, and you know Chuck Dixon didn't do a terrible job. Um, it it, it was just kind of like you know the market demanded uh, to, for for maximum carnage and and it's really kind of a sad time yeah. for for a lot of a lot of comics that got you know, dragged down into that because, you know, you know, kind of what I was saying is that Alien Legion touched on a lot of really socially relevant topics. And for a 14 year old, I wasn't, you know, I didn't go home and watch the fucking nightly news. Mm-hmm. I was reading comic books and I was getting a larger world view by these comics that were talking about it. And they got, they got dumb. You know, comics kind of got dumb for a while, and and they're finally back to hopefully being a little bit smarter. But but Alien Legion was for me, and I'm not saying it's for everyone, but Alien Legion for me was at the top of the heap of socially relevant smart comics at the end of the at the end of the 80s. And like I said, it was wrapped up in a really awesome action pack sci-fi package. Yeah, Chuck Dixon almost lost me when he had Grimrod go on that queer killing rampage. Eh, yeah, I'm yeah. just killing. I'm kidding. Uh, uh, you know, as I was reading this too, I was thinking, man, I, this would have been an awesome addition to our uh, our youthful uh, love affair with with things like GI Joe and Transform. Like this would have been a oh, great yeah. cartoon. This would have been awesome uh, to have action figures. I mean, it would have been awesome. 
I saw, I saw, I saw John, I saw Jonathan Hickman tweet about two weeks ago, out of the blue, and it was something along the lines of, "How in God's name is there not an Alien Legion cartoon or comic in existence?" Oh, he said right that. Now. Nice. Yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, it's true. What's well, because it's awesome. It is. It is. It would be. I mean, but you know, I, if you look in the in the realm of the video game, I think there are similar things to Alien Legion. You know, in, as far as thematically and in spirit, like I see a lot of Halo in in Alien Legion. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. play Halo. So. Oh, I mean, we haven't oh, even dude. talked about you know what the Harkel- yeah. Harkelons are fucking some of the greatest villains yep. ever. Yep. Yeah, they are. Uh, oh, such. You know, and, I, and, I, I, they at least they don't have balls on their chin. <laughs> that creeped me out, man, in Strike Force uh-huh, with, the, with yeah. the testicles on the and chin. And then the star David into dude's mouth. It's like, can't they wear like head underwear or something? Like, just put a little, a little, a little hammock on the bottom of their chin. Yeah, Alien Legion is one of the the most underused franchises in comics. I know, right? It, God, it should be a cartoon. It should be a movie. It should be an ongoing series. It is. Which, I don't know. which begs it, it, the question, though. I don't remember exactly. Uh, I, didn't, I don't know the specifics, but do were Epic Works creator owned? I don't think so. I think Carl Parts. I uh, well, so, because yeah. you had like Void Indigo or Coyote. I'm sure. Yeah. That, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but were. see, Coyote was recently republished by Image, so you know, so Engelhart so must own are, the, right. the rights to that. Yeah. Well, Dark Horse owns the rights to this. I mean, that, Dark, Dark Horse owns the rights to to reprint. The Publish it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, know like, any like true. movie rights or anything like that. Which, which, oh, you know, all right. I, I, th- I think we need to, you know, definitely let people know that that the omnibus or the omnibuy, because there's two two of them now, are available through Dark Horse, and you can get them through one of our sponsors, you know, yeah. DCBS or or in stock. And um, if you don't, um, you're dumb. You're dumb. <laughs> now, uh, is this in the traditional? Oh, Dark Horse Omnibus size? Is it the small yeah, format? Mini, I love yeah. those. Yeah. Oh man, J- I love Jason, those. Jason, is is yes. this in the uh is this in the running for you right now being early in the year for new to you for two thousand eleven? Oh well, definitely. Now, I mean, to, now again, I, I've, I don't know how much of new to me stuff I've actually read, but but right, yeah, right. We'll put it to you this way. I mean, I we, I knew we were going to talk about this today, and I didn't get a chance to finish it, but I'm definitely going to finish this omnibu probably in the next few days. I mean, I'm not going to just put it back on the shelf now that we've talked about it. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it, the other two is I know that this was optioned for a movie a couple times over. Yeah. Over, like I know that uh, Bruckheimer had the rights to this for a while. I don't know if he still does, but. Um, I, that, I mean, I, but that was, a, that was a while ago. So, you know, he may have, those rights may have lapsed. I don't know if he still has them or not, but, uh, I, I don't know how much, you know, Hollywood is clamoring for, for big, you know, super big. Yeah. Yeah. That's five. true. But like oh, with Greenfield stuff. Yeah. That's true. It'd be, I mean, you know, it's yeah. a, you know, cause it's, it's, it's not like, you know, two guys in a spaceship. I mean, it's, a, it's a huge cast yeah. and it's, and it's yeah, animated. To do, to, well, and, and, but to do Alien Legion, right. It's it's got to be character driven. Oh, give it, it to was, Pixar. It was it was Ooh. the it was the characters that it's not kid friendly though. It's Mm-mm. no, it's I mean it's right. it, it, and it's the, it's the characters that drive it because you have to care about them when they die because it's war and people die and people die for stupid I reasons. I know, isn't that great? Die. People die. <laughs> well, they do. You know, in in war people die and they die for stupid reasons that make you mad. Like and oil. That, that this there comic, you go. this comic 
did that for me as a kid. It's mm-hmm. like they're dying, but they're not dying for heroic reasons. They're they're dying heroically, but they're dying because some fucking asshole decided that this was important. And you know what? It's not. And that was something that comics hadn't done for me as a reader. That I wasn't getting that in a lot of different mediums. Is that you know what? People go to war and they die for stupid fucking reasons. Yeah. Welcome to the and, real world. And here's a comic book that is illustrating that to me. And you know what? Not only do soldiers die for stupid reasons, innocent people and bystanders die for greed and for other stupid reasons. Yeah. And you know what? It's amazing that a comic book was able to do that to me as a 14-year-old kid, and that's why it's always going to be one of my favorite all-time comics, because it showed me that you can do awesome, fun, exciting, and smart comic books. Right. But you smart, have to smart comic books. Tip of the hat to the creators in the middle, in the midst of this mm-hmm. whole shitstorm of death and corruption and greed and bloodshed. You have little spots of innocence that are great counterpoints. Oh, absolutely. To, like Miko. Miko's probably the most innocent character in that entire series. He just wants to heal people. He just wants to make them better. He yeah. wants to help, and and he's so he sees. He sees the glimmer that that bright spot in the shit pile all the time. And you know and what? You need, a, you need a character he's, like he's, that. He's father. He's father Mokehi. I was going to say you. Yeah. You, you guys yeah. are bringing up a good point. Which Without is, the needless religion. Well, but no, but I, but again, I, I think um, a lot of these characters are very like a lot of what's in Alien Legion isn't. The setting is original. A lot of the the underlying characters and the roles they play are not original. Like they're you know, but they execute it really well. Like that's the idea. People say, like with the even with, with you're saying like the medic, like in tons of war movies and stuff. There's always that medic who's a pacifist and you know he's just trying to heal the people and he doesn't want to fight, but he's there and the, you know that's that's so that's not a new idea, but it's executed really well here. Yep. Uh, and, and that's the thing. I mean, this is, it's kind of like, um, you know, like being a chef, like most chefs aren't inventing new foods. They're really per, just perfecting the things they, that they're, that they're making, right? right? It's like, th- that's kind of what I felt about this book. Like a lot of the tropes are very evocative of if you've a fan of war comics and war stories and war movies. I mean, a lot of these things are, are very familiar, uh, ground, but it's executed really well. I mean, near flawlessly. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So I mean that's that's the trick, and I think that's a hard thing to do because again, um, yeah, the sci-fi setting maybe kind of puts enough of a twist on it where people kind of weren't seeing it directly as a war pa- a war uh, a book. But at the same point in time, um, unless you were really young when you read this, it's pretty. And, and it's you have no very thinly veiled. Yeah. So so I think yeah. to to that extent, to hold your interest. It really had to be well executed on all levels, and it was. I gotta ask you though. So, what the fuck ever happened to Frank Sirocco? Like, what? Like, the dude is a beast uh, in this. He, he's a beast. I think he went into animation, still, didn't he? He's still around. He's still doing not in comics though. Um, okay. Uh, you you can find him online. He does I think some like children's books or oh uh, no kidding. Yeah, it's a, you can find him online. Uh, it's, because I've been God, I've been on the hunt for 
original Alien Legion pages from like that first <laughs> sixth grade yeah. issues. Uh, I can't, can't fucking find them. Nice, yeah. Uh, oh, just, look, he's on LinkedIn. Go figure. You're right. Well, yeah. well, <laughs> one more thing about the design. Really, uh, Jason's talking about really well executed in terms of story and characterization. Design too. I mean, it's a complete package because you know, if the eyes are the window to the soul. Miko, what what are his most what is his most um, obvious characteristic? He has huge his eyes. eyes. His it's eyes huge. are huge. That's just smart design. You wouldn't make you know uh, a very compassionate character all squinty and shit. You'd have nice big eyes, you know. And and yeah. that's it's really smartly designed too. And even even Saragar, he's sleek. He's an it's like an anaconda. And, and that's that's how that's his world world view too. I mean, he cuts right to the heart of the matter, but boom, like a snake. It's awesome, yep. and Sar- he can yeah. fuck you up Saragar with his tail spikes. Saragar <laughs> is the ultimate leader because he he cares about his troops, but he he runs them and expects the best out of them. So he's a bastard. But he would go to the wall to them, you know, you know, That's for right. them, and it's, it, you know, so he and Tori Montrock are kind of the leaders of 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 this, you know, it's the what is it, nomad the the force nomad, nomad. force nomad, yeah, you yeah. know, the, these are these are the two leaders, you know, the the officer and 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 the nomcom, so it's it's just so perfectly constructed. To, to build up these relationships between you know between the the, the non-commissioned officers and 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 then the the recruits which are there for all different reasons like Jason had said every single character is three-dimensional and has their reasons for being there and that gets into some really nice you know sub stories and 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 subplots it was it's just such a good book that i don't think enough people realize how awesome it was go out and read it because it's well worth it yeah yeah and i bet you you can probably get the omnibu uh at uh in stock trades for a a nice uh discount i bet song i bet it's 24.95 cover price so probably something like sitting bucks maybe so all told what is there about 50 Alien Legion issues, counting the the prestige. Something format. like that, you yeah. know that that's where they got into. There was a there was an there was a graphic novel. Yeah, there, yeah there great were two, data die. Two, yeah, two two ongoing um, volumes. Um, you know, just, just get the uh, you know honestly the 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 Dark Horse omnibus that came out. If you if you pick that the, up the first volume, if you like it. Get the second if. volume. There's no way. <laughs> well, there, there is when, no way. When you bow to its awesomeness, right? Um, and then get the second, the second volume to to kind of you know flush things out. And uh, you know if you're if you turn into a you know a nutbag like me, you can search out all the all the other stuff. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just so darn good. Mm-hmm. You bet. You know, I hesitate to launch into our. David and, and and my tag team because I didn't get all staticky yet, did I? Yeah, you did. No, you he have did. not. No, no, no he did. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He didn't speak much. It was early on. When uh, okay. Oh, cool. So we can do it. Speaking, it's when I was yammering on like Vince. That's okay. Hey, God, I like it. Keep it up. Speaking of magnificently executed comics, David and I did a little uh, group mind thing, appropriately enough, Ooh. on um, a book written 
by Mr. J.M. Dematis, or depending on how your tongue swings, Dematius, Dematius, whatever. Uh, the man who wrote Craven's Last Hunt, the very... Justice League, and or co-wrote Justice League, Justice League International, Justice League America. Right. The uh, very similarly themed Moonshadow with uh, John Muth for Epic Comics. He wrote Seekers into Mystery and the amazingly cool and criminally overlooked run of Man-Thing during the Strange Tales period. Remember those? That Man-Thing is um, the one that was uh, finished in the, I think it was a Peter Parker annual because Spider-Man was involved towards the end. Um and he wrote Spectacular Spider-Man, right. Amazing Spider-Man, just like a whole mess of comics. Did, did he spend some time with the Defenders? Early on, yeah. yeah. Yes, he did. Um, and Drawn. Oh, my God. Uh, a virtuoso uh, draftsmanship of the, unfortunately, late Mr. Seth Fisher. Yeah. Who, Another one gone way too soon. Yeah, see, we have a theme this issue, this uh, episode. Sadly. Um, the, the man died... Very early in life, uh, from injuries sustained in a seven-story fall yeah. while he was in uh, Japan. I guess he fell off a, a roof or a platform or and, something. And similar to the way that uh, yesterday, Dwayne's All-Star Superman came out, Seth left us a week after, I think, Big in Japan concluded. Right, the Fantastic Four Iron Man, Big in Japan, for Marvel, obviously. And uh, he did an amazing series uh, for Vertigo called uh, the Vertigo Pop thing called Tokyo. Oh, my God, is it fantastic. It was like a four four or five, a four-issue miniseries. It was just amazing. Um, And the title of the book is Green Lantern, Will World. Yeah. And it is astounding. <laughs> it, 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 I, I've read this thing multiple times, and every time I read it, I take something more yeah. away from it because every page, as the Brits like to call them, is a sleeping policeman. Every page is a speed bump in this thing. The art is so detailed and so concentrated and thick and amazingly dense. But it's clean. You, it is very clean, very clean line. But just this hyper-concentrated shitstorm of detail that you cannot read this thing fast because there are so many details and little bits of this this multiple worlds that leap out at you. It's almost like Hal Jordan's story is a footnote in this bigger canvas of stuff going on. And there's a reason for that. When, it's like when, having when, a fever dream and you're tripping on acid. It's exactly like that. In short, the book is a 96-page 96 96 page glimpse into the mental landscape of Hal Jordan. Yeah. Uh, when when the book begins, he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know his name. He doesn't know where he is. All he knows is that, well, all we know is that he's in a cowboy uniform, which is very appropriate for Hal Jordan, uh, traipsing across a arid, lands- arid desert landscape on a purple horse named Trigger, branded, as it were, on the hindquarters from the like the GL yeah. Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it's amazing. And and if you're familiar with the work of Jeff Darrow and Mobius 
um, and other uh, art, um, the the dude that did uh, Black Summer. Um, I always forget his name. Oh, 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 Rip. Yeah, Juan Jose Rip. That is kind of like what you will find when you look at Seth Fisher's artwork. It is just inconceivably detailed. I mean, I, as an illustrator, I hesitate to guess how long each one of these pages took him to draw. He leaves absolutely nothing to the imagination. You don't get a few pencils, uh, ink strokes for a say a piece of uh, furniture in the background everything is rendered to the hilt it's insane it's appropriate for this book the insanity aspect of it because it's it's a trip through and this is what really gets me about the book because it mirrors my philosophy it's a trip through the omni mind there are all these mental constructs everyone has dreams and our dreams, as far as this book goes, create entire universes, and these universes are colliding, and Hal Jordan's in the middle of it. Why? Well, we won't spill the entire beans, but you have to get to the end to find out. It's, it's, it's a test of Hal Jordan. It's a test of his metal, of his uh, ingenuity, but most of all, it's a test of what, David? Will. His will. Get it? That's the entire thing that the, the, there's something in here, um, where they say, uh, intelligence plus intuition plus will equals, um, power or that's the whole thing that the Lantern Corps is founded on. The, this, this, this very special equation. Sure. It wasn't money, power, respect. It's the key to life. (laughs) No, that wasn't it. But, uh, um, it's, it's a bit like you have, Pieces of Oz mixed with Alice in Wonderland, yeah. mixed with uh, Windsor McKay's Little Nemo. Definitely. There, there's some Dr. Seuss elements to this. There's definitely a, a number of tips of the hat to M.C. Escher. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, a trip down the rabbit hole of Hal's psyche. And, and he is just trying to find himself through this thing. And he meets characters that are, that are oddly familiar. Like there's, there's Kelly. Uh, a six-armed hotel manager that seems really familiar to him, though he can't place her, and and she's obviously attracted to him. But it seems more maternal at times than 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 um, sexual. Uh, there's a a very French-looking gray alien. Uh, the traditional grays. Uh, he but he wears a beret, has a little goatee and a turtleneck, and his name is Mufon. M M U dash F O N. David, did you get the uh, the joke of that? Of Mufon? Yeah, Mufon is an acronym for the Mutual UFO Network. <laughs> yeah, nice. so that that's that's really I, cool. I did get a couple of the puns in some of the names, but no, I did not get that one. I love that one. That one. The, there's a, a an incredibly fat man who who has jurisdiction over this one section of um the land of odd uh, is and his name is kata k a t uh apostrophe a a kata pilar so caterpillar so that's where you get the Alice in Wonderland aspect to it and and he helps uh, hal out a lot but there's a psychoactive substance that hal is given in this book called 
Maya Vale or Maya Val. And I, I, it seemed familiar to me. I was, it was just, the name just kept nagging at me. What the hell is this? So I did a little research online and it's a little sly nudge, nudge, wink, wink by Dematis. He wrote uh, an issue of Legion of Superheroes number 268 which just happens to be penciled by the great Steve Ditko. And there's a character in there who only appeared in that one issue, done in one, and he was gone. So you think Legion of Superheroes 268, that's still the late 70s, right? The dude's name is Dr. Mayaval, who was a native of the planet Avantada. The guy spent 150 years as an acolyte in the divine search for ultimate reality. But when he was put in this uh, chamber of lives, he inhaled this green vapor and was instantly flooded with 50,000 lifetimes of experiences, which caused him to go nuts. And that is really cool that Dematis would do that, or Dematius, whatever, JMD, let's call yeah. him, Yeah, would really do that because he took a character from one of his previous works and made it relevant to a contemporary work at the time, this is 10 years old, that thematically it fits. Because Will World is about this headbutting of all these different realities. And Hal Jordan's in the middle of it. That's the entire story. He's just got to work his way out and, and find, you know, he's got to grab that identity. Who am I? You know, what am I doing here? And he sees this character called Merwand. That, that again seems, he seems to think that this character is important to him. And the character is very elusive. And he chases this character for the majority of the book. I have to get to Marwand. I have to help Marwand. And he's put in a bunch of just ridiculous situations. He's turned into a giant head who carries characters in his mouth, uh, who is, um, attacked by reality, reality erasing Heads with just that. huge pencil erasers on the heads that just swipe and, and everything in their wake is destroyed, just, just plucked out of reality. And, and they're like the police force from these, these, uh, the headquarters, which is a giant head. In the middle of a city, there's a giant head and there's, there's heads floating around everywhere. And they're like the, you know, the SS troops. They keep the peace and, and keep everything in line because you can't probe too deep in this world. If you try and look under the surface of reality, you are extricated. You're, you're erased. That is a no-no. And that's exactly what Hal's trying to do. He's trying to get to the bottom of where he is. And he's also helped by, uh, a character called Glance, which yes. is, is a diminutive angel. This little tiny angel seems to know everything about Hal. And, um, gives him little pointers on what he should do and where he should go and, and who he should talk to. And in the end, it's really cool. The, uh, character has relevance on a, on Hal Jordan's life before he became a Green Lantern. Yes. So it's, it, this is an amazing book. Uh, it's, I was surprised to find out that it's not an Elseworlds title because this is, mm-hmm. this, this was originally published, um, 2001. Thank you. Uh, it's not an Elseworlds title. It is, I guess, technically canon because of when it takes place in Hal Jordan's career as a, as a Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And because of when it takes place, uh, as far as the appearance of Hal Jordan as a Green Lantern, that is my 
only nitpick, uh, just being the Green Lantern nerd. But it's it's there. Well, what's that? Um, the 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 Green Lantern uniform when it when when the green goes over the shoulder, uh huh. You're, you're no longer a rookie. It's it, the early Get out Gil of Kane, here. The early Gil Kane issues of Green Lantern. He the the green didn't cover his shoulders. It, it looked like you know like a, a unitard, and then yeah. Oh my god! So I as, had no freaking idea that's yeah, the way so it was. A few years later, when 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 the green went over the shoulders, that's when he kind of you know that's when he became a veteran. So so the early years. You are a geek. You uh, really uh, are. Yeah, <laughs> that, but, but no, um, that's great. That's great. Nerd. You pay attention it, to but, that. So, so it's and and as as far as attention, there is. I've I've come to just. Expected. It's it's the way of the world in comic books. When when an artist draws somebody's face, most times they're they're closed mouth. Their, their lips are closed, but they're you know there's a word balloon and and they're talking. I I realized as I was reading this over the weekend, Seth Fisher is one of the only people. Every time someone is speaking in this book, their mouth is open. Except for Hal, when he's carrying the the characters well, in his oh, mouth, but he's still, he's still mumbling. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, for the mo but I mean, every time Hal speaks or Mufon or Ke anytime anybody is speaking, their mouth is open. So I mean, this is a his the way he the way Seth deals with with facial features and 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 the emotions. You know, I know Chris likes to bring up Kevin McGuire, and and there there are some artists that Adam Hughes that that are just really talented when it comes to you really feel that or you believe that that per that's the face you'd make if you were saying that and right. and seth nails this and it is it went by way too quick and and, and we're, we're talking about this because it, it is that their dc is finally reprinting a right. uh a cherry paperback version of this in the may Solicit so you'll be able ten year to anniversary. Get in on it. Uh, I do recommend it. whether you, even if you're not a Green Lantern fan or if you're not a Hal Jordan fan, God forbid. It, it's still a a fun. Oh yeah, you don't you don't need to story. be a, no, yeah. you don't. You just you have to appreciate good art, crazy fucking story, and just go along for the ride. Even when Hal, like you mentioned, the little even when Hal is knocked out just for a little while when he's catching some Z's. Mm -hmm. the, the book from, from start to finish when Hal shows up on horseback until the very end, it's it's nonstop. There is no lull. There's no time for you to catch your breath. You're just you're along for this crazy, insane ride. And yeah. it's the the last I, I wish the last couple pages were just fold out, just the way Seth drew as, as the conversation's going on, but between right. Al and and the other person, and and it just, but it's it's three, it's three panels across the pages. It's a double page spread with three long panels going across both pages, and and the way he drew that scene out is Brilliant. is stunning. But yeah, I mean, yeah. and I mean, there are when when Hal first comes across Mufon and 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 uh, Trigger knocks him off the bridge the way that panel is laid out it's it, it you kind of look at it where the page is laid out you don't know if Buffon just actually dreamt that or said that because it kind of looks like the panel looks like a the end of a tale of, of a word balloon um but but the 
the top part of the page. Right. It's it's it is like MCS where it's like you know wait, wait it's this doesn't really fit right because of the way the panels are laid out but it it just it's it's part of of the story it's it's yeah. it's highly Crazy. intentional there is there are no um there there are two page spreads out the wazoo but I mean even and and I loved the coloring was fantastic what I was really surprised to see is is as I open up the book and you get to the credits as Vince said it's it's written by James Demetrius, artist Seth Fisher, colorist and uh, separator is Christopher Chuckery. But the letterer, I was completely surprised to see who the letterer was for this. Yep, Tom, Tom Wozniacki. Yep, yeah. he did a great job too. And I'm wondering if the now obviously the dialogue balloons are all him, but I'm wondering if the sound effects are him too because it, there's really neat conceptual things that they do with this with the sound effects too like when when uh mufon hits trigger with his little bike it says wham in the background but the wham looks like it was drawn on paper and it's actually yes. floating behind them and the paper's all bent and crackled and, yep. and knocked to shit and dirty because you know you have this very dire scene that's taking place and then um just the different onomatopoeia Poic, automatopoeic, um, uh, sounds that Trigger makes. Like he'll, when he, when he neighs, he's, he'll say Camille with a bunch of E's. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, he'll say Gumi. And it's like, like, yeah, just like really weird words. But, but that, that fits for this book. Yeah, the, the reality inherent in this graphic novel does not come with a handle. Nothing is easy in here. No. You're not going to just digest this book. You are, you take the, actually the reader takes the place of Hal Jordan, Jordan, because you're wondering what in the hell is going on? I mean, and it's really nicely done. There's a series of three panels where each one of the quote main characters, Hal, uh, Mufon and, um, Kelly, they each see reality in different ways. Like Hal's like, this is insane. There is a million different alien races here, a million different animals, cartoon characters running around. And Kelly's like, what are you talking about? We all look the same. Yeah, we all and look you the see, same. Yeah. And you see a panel that from her aspect, all the characters have six arms. They look like Puritans and maybe something in the 1930s or 20s. And then you see Mufon's look on things and everybody's a gray alien. Yep. But it's Hal that can see across that. He can see through the, the layers. Yep. Of, of reality and he's one of the only ones that can do it the angel yeah, glance, glance, glance can do it but that's because she's special because she's an angel uh supposedly and it um, took me a minute to realize that i thought maybe hal's mask was ripped like it was battle damage but that's just the way seth draws the, the mm -hmm. and it, it makes sense it works it's just there is the way people wear their clothes the way that physic the man just knows how to the man just knows how to draw. It's it's insane. Yeah, every, every, it, everything it, looks. Every yeah, I mean, hair it, it, it's and, an abstract um, encapsulation of reality, such as it were. But everything looks like it works the way it should. Clothes yeah. look like they flow the way they should. Architecture, oh my god, it it, it looks <laughs> like there is a, a master plan behind this entire thing. And to just sit down and draw this, inconceivable to me. It, it just mm -hmm. does not register how someone could be this disgustingly talented and, and I, make it and make it look so goddamn easy. I, I found no. You, you, 
as 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 time goes on and after you reread a comic book for a couple times and and you you start to see things like if if there are three characters you know and and they're all standing side by side but their arms are next to one another the colorist might color the sleeve of one jacket the same as you know the other person's arm even if they're not supposed to be the same color just just little mistakes <laughs> like that i found absolutely no mistakes and and you were looking I, exactly. Potentially, but it's like the magnifying glass out. You don't need it for this. It's yes. there is absolutely. I mean, there are. It's I, and smart I, enough. I, flawless. I smart enough where objects in the foreground are drawn in a black line, and objects far in the distance are faded out with colored line. So you get a yeah. really nice spread of distance in in this book. When when I mean when the panels call for it. On, uh, I really wish that I my language could do justice to Seth Fisher's art. Seriously, yeah. Because I could say, yeah, it's detailed. Detail doesn't begin to cut it's it. It's pretty. There, the, there's the machinery a, when when uh, in book three because it's 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 divided into. You're on the nowhere land. Double page. Yeah, I mean, it's nuts. Machinery. It's insane. It's, it's, it is, he's, oh he's hooked up to this machine like, oh, and yes, and they're right. trying to strip his mind of that that quest to probe the nature of reality and and he's in what looks like an mri chamber but there are countless devices hooked to him and just a bazillion wires and there's a brain that every fold and undulation in the brain is drawn and the brain is hooked up to three what look like giant co2 canister bolted to the wall and you see the locks that's bolting them to the wall and giant spark plugs and there's a hard drive in the goddamn thing and and just gears and unbelievably unbelievably dense so thick you couldn't cut it yeah it's it's not i wouldn't i would not want to be any of the creators on this book because it's just it's it's extremely extremely I say convoluted detail, but that doesn't mean it's it's boring or mundane in any way. It just means it's thick. It's extremely detailed. There are giant fish erupting out of the ground with flowers spewing from their mouths, and every petal on every flower is drawn. Every scale on the fish. Yeah, it's just bizarrely detailed. I do have one nitpick, though. Uh-huh. And it's not a fault of Dematice. It just seems like the thing you do when you write this character. I'm so friggin' sick of every time Kilowog appears that he has to say Poozer. It's like, oh, okay, it's, it's not so Kilowog. As you say the word Kilowog, the first yeah. Poozer. Yeah, yeah, but it's, it's like we, what he does, we can, dude. That's what but he we does. can say, we're, we're looking at you. We know who you are. You don't need to say Poozer. It's, it's like almost saying Bub. <laughs> yeah. Does he say bubble a lot lately? I don't yeah. know about lately. Not yeah. these days. Who cares? But he I mean, anymore either. No, we, well, to, we, they would have Joe Key for that. I, I think we, we could. could uh, Axel's in charge now. I wonder if that's going to go back to. I think they should start yeah. like shooting heroin. <laughs> and prostitution. But the, the, the theme of the book is reality is omniversal. It's not localized. You don't create reality. I don't create reality. It's a confluence of minds that shapes reality. And this is a collision of all those realities and Hal has to find his way out. That's Will World. You need, you really, if, if, if Hal doesn't appeal to you, if superheroes don't appeal to you, 
the complexity of this art just to marvel at the sheer genius behind the pen of Seth Fisher you you really need to check this book out it probably won't be expensive i don't know what it was solicited as what's it, like 15.99 16.99 the, the tr well see i i have the hardcover the card cover too. was was 24.95 um and that was in 2001 the 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 trade is probably maybe 16 17 bucks yeah do your please do yourselves a favor get it it, if 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 nothing else than to celebrate the existence of a dude who was mind-numbingly talented and left us far too soon you need to celebrate the artwork on this page the story is fantastic too i mean it's a complete package but pick will world buy will world you yeah, need to buy it yeah. yeah i and and i love this is i i was gonna actually my way back wednesday was originally going to be a thread about dust jackets that was started a while ago yeah. and um and yeah. and i know that some people are like pro dust jacket some people can say oh my hardcover came with a dust jacket let me throw it out and uh, <laughs> that's I, me brother I, nah, <laughs> that's not them. me i i mean i don't covet them but it's 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 part of the book it was on the book. i keep them only because you know i paid for it so i might as well keep it on the book but when i read them those suckers come off oh yeah no when i read it definitely yeah because I'm, yeah. I'm i'm reading um bprd and that and, and the dust jacket's off on that but and it and this was off when i Red Will World, and when I took off the dust jacket, you see a funky little, uh, funky little two heads, and I, and I didn't want to say anything until after I read it because I didn't know if maybe these two heads were actually in the book since you got a bunch of floating heads around. But, but they're not. Uh, but they are not. Seth it's an original Fisher, drawing. Yeah. Seth Fisher, on the uh, in, engraved into the actual cover of this book, uh, drew. A head of himself and the writer J. M. De Mateus blowing a uh, the um the the, the New Year's uh, the, the, the the tutu that, yeah toot, you know, toot, the, yeah the, the, that rolls out when when, when yeah. you blow on it but um yeah it's 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 so it's cool. embossed that, too that's yeah that's why I love dust jackets because you don't know what the hell you're gonna find when you take the cover off but and and tactically just, in a tactile sense it's not leather but it sure as hell feels like it it's like that that pleather stuff yeah I yeah guess. yeah yeah but it, it's got a real neat feel to it just i think there was a swamp thing hardcover something had the same feel to it that uh it's really nice feels good in your hand just go buy it for god's sake it, it's unbelievable i it's where's waldo in the green lantern universe and it was it was a <laughs> Fuck, um, it's just you know crazy. It, it, it's not a collection it's not like i know we said no that, done in one it's brought up in and it's cut up into books but it's not like this was a collection reprinting a miniseries this is uh this was an ogn so yeah it's, it's fantastic it's, yeah it really is. i mean it, it didn't feel like there was um you know i don't think david taylor was like well i have 96 pages let me you know let me cram and it didn't feel when it was over it was over it didn't feel like yeah. okay, I didn't, as i'm getting but, to the end i didn't feel like oh well it's almost over i guess they're going to be wrapping it up soon it's just it, if, if you're if you have a history with david tice Though this is not unfamiliar territory for him, he does the mindscape thing a lot. I mean, Moon Shadow, he did it in that. I mean, the 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 whole Craven's Last Hunt was very yeah, focused was on on the mind state of of Craven and and the, and Peter, and so he he you know he's he focuses on thought a lot and the nature of thought in his books, and that this is no exception. So get it, we t we've taken enough time. 
says to get it. <laughs> Just go get it. So what else, gentlemen? You still there? No. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> no, I don't know, man. What else? I you need have, to get actually, it. I have a question about um, oh, a question. Our, our, our book of the month. Um, okay. BPRD, Plague of Frogs. Yes, Volume and, and I, I sent the PM, and I was going to do a follow-up saying Bueller, but I figured... We so you got crickets back, crazy, yeah. Yeah, we had a pretty crazy week. So I am I purchased the Plague of Frogs hardcover, and as I said in the PM to the three of you, the, the, the five issues of the Plague of Frog book... Mm-hmm. It's at the end of this hardcover. So I'm hoping that I will... I mean, I've been reading it every chance I get. So I'm hoping I'll mm-hmm. get to it by the time we do the Book of the Club. But uh, Book of the Month, sorry. Is it, is it, is uh, so you're starting to sound like me, dude. I know, seriously. Book of sad. the Club, Hunt. Book of the Club, fun. fun time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm just hoping... I don't Jason, know eat a, fat. A, a, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if we had a set time if we were actually going to do the book next week or if we're going to wait Leave for a alone. I don't this, know if basically I'm some, the sometime last in fucking March how about that okay because I'm trying to find out if I, I'm sure I'm the last of us that's read BPRD mm, so probably probably okay yeah. so so yeah. so you guys are already aware of what's going on I'm, I'm trying to catch up to that but the the question I have is and this is actually my in your travels is what my recommendation is going to be. But because it's taken me so long to read BPRD, is there something that we, we all have? I know we all have a list of, of books we want to read. Uh, just haven't gotten around to it. And, and obviously this is right now, this is mine. It, it's, and I want to read more about Hellboy, but it, it took Chris to, to give me the nudge to do it. Yeah. What is, what is, um, what are some of the books on your list that you know you want to read or you're going to get around to reading? You just haven't yet. It hasn't been a big priority. Mm. Oh. Back the back the truck up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I, I got I, a lot. Yeah, I, I yeah. I mean, I have a half half of my my comic room is full of that stuff. <laughs> no, I mean seriously, um, like stuff that I've I fully intend to read, and I if, as it pops in my mind, I think, oh, maybe I should read that next. But there's, I mean. There's always something There's else. only so much time. You know? I mean, actually, BPRD. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was going to say, BPRD is, for, I mean, I just, um, I uh, as I've joked a couple of times lately, uh, I, I went and took advantage of one of the uh, T-Fall sales last year and bought every volume of BPRD, having never read it. Um, then I read the first trade, um, which was really more like kind of one and dones, and it was okay, but it didn't like, reel me in but right. then i read the second trade which kind of starts the whole continuing yeah. arc going and then i was like now that's and then i've read the first eight i think now eight or nine damn um it's also so, awesome. but again but that was sitting there i mean and and i have all three hellboy library editions and i haven't read them you know it, here here's the question has bprd as a comic fan not not as a licensed property blah 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 but as a comic fan has BPRD eclipsed Hellboy for you? Well, well I, can't I think that that's I've a loaded. I read the first Hellboy arc, and I've read yeah. now nine trades of BPRD. So for <laughs> me, I I don't even really know much about Hellboy. Like in all of okay. BPRD, what I never knew actually is, is B, I never I I always thought BPRD was Hellboy and his friends. Yeah, like right, I right, right, right. Know that. Well, that's initially what it was. Yeah, that's yeah, what it initially was. Initially it was, but not but not for long though. Not I mean, according to the no. not according to the hardcover I have. 
a yeah, few years, yeah. He's he's all, all, well, not, I mean, maybe maybe in Hellboy. Right, that's what I'm getting at. Right, there, yeah. but as far as exactly VCRD, what Dave's saying, as, yeah. as a title, because um, the first story in in the hardcover is, I think, Hollow Earth, and and everybody refers to Hellboy. Everybody right. refers to Red in like the past tense. He was on the team. He left. He went away. Whereas, so Hellboy's not on the team as I'm reading it. Right, I'm sure theory. if I read Hellboy, one of the library editions, I'm sure the team is part of that yes. book. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Well, no, I, I'm saying what David is saying is that I always thought that DPRD was like, Mignola was rocking along with Hellboy. He was making a buck. It'd be like Captain up. America and then reading the Avengers. Exactly. So he's like, well, <laughs> exactly. Let me throw another book out there because people love it. And that way I can have other writers involved, other artists. And I just assumed that it was Hellboy focused on him mostly as the lead character. And then BPRD, he was in it, but more as an ensemble cast. And now after having read nine trades of it, I realize that's not the case at all. Right. So I can't answer your question because I've read much less Hellboy than I have BPRD. Right. It, it yeah. was an incredibly smart move on Mignola's part because you take away the big elephant in the room, which is Hellboy. He commands attention all the time. And yeah. you focus on the secondary for lack of a better word, characters, and you make them top tier. So he fleshed out all these characters by taking out the spotlight <laughs> character, which was really for, smart. For, for, for the Alien Legion um, uh, analogy, you, you took out Jugger Grimrod and you let yeah. all of the awesome secondary characters shine. Not, not, that, not that Hellboy is a flat or one-dimensional character, but you took uh, out... Just the, the opposite. You, you yeah. took out the extreme character, the, the, the spotlight character, and let everyone else shine. He's red. <laughs> I mean, on yes. a page, you look at Hellboy. Yes. It's just the way it is. If Hellboy uh, is in a scene, he is the focus of yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, it was smart enough to realize that the other characters needed a little bit of boost. You know, so they were well-crafted, well well well-conceived characters, but Abe Sapien is always one of the. One of the I like him better than Hellboy. Abe's my Abe, favorite. Abe is one of the yeah. great characters in comics. Absolutely. Yep. Same thing with the movies. Abe makes those movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, because I mean, I I like Perlman, but yeah, whatever. Uh, it's always um, Doug that that commands attention on the screen for me, anyway. But anyway, um, so uh, what was I going to say? Like Miko, uh, David. I had something to say. So, about so you have. You, I mean, are there? Oh yes, the the things that we were wanting to read uh, on our our stack of. And what does it take to have somebody recommend something where you're going to you you know like you might have the next couple of of trades or collections that you want to read you want to order from Amazon or in stock trades and then. One of us mentions something, and then you just go ahead and that goes to the top. That's the next thing you order. To be honest, if it's fodder for discussion on the show, I'll read it quicker than if you just said, yeah, you know what? You should that, check it out. That, that like, Journey by Messner Loeb's is really good. <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, I'll read it because you I'll said it's good. But, if you, but said, yeah. if you said, hey, let's talk about this next week on the show, I'll read it quicker. And that's what I do when I look at the volumes of stuff i have to read i'll say mm, you know i can talk about this next week because it's it's not something it's not a vince book in order you know in in a manner of speaking like it's not um gold digger i could never pull off 
20 minutes of gold digger with you guys. It just, mm. I, I know my limits, and that doesn't fall <laughs> what? within what? them. No, 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 no. What was that? What did you just say? Gold digger. Yeah. There, are cert there are certain books that I can talk about. You know I your mean, limits? I do know my limits. I can push them with something that you could find. Yeah. You know our uh, limits. Well, I, you know what? You you may find something I'm talking about offensive, but that gets a reaction. There would be no reaction if I talked about Crickets, gold digger. I know you guys, you know. Yeah. But so I'm looking at my stuff. and I'm thinking, you know, I can read 18 days, and I want to read it. That Grant Morrison. Yeah, I'm um, interested in you talking about that because I have a point. But I mean, because it, it, I keep looking at it, and it, it's it's haunting me that I haven't read it yet. And yeah. I mean, there's a, you know, there's other things, but I always couch my choices in how you guys are going to respond to it. So that, that you do? you're, I always do. I yeah. For me, it's just whatever I feel like. Like I, I just, as you guys know, I had never read Planetary and then I got both absolutes. So I started reading the first and was loving it. But then we talked last week about how Chris and I were going to do Alien Legion. So I just put Planetary down and started reading Alien Legion. Um, yeah. But I'll pick pick that back up. We'll oh no, no, but definitely. Week. But I'm saying, but the same well, thing was like Vince is saying. Like I, like the planetary, the effluence of planetary, and the the kind of all happened last year when the last issue finally came out, and you guys all talked about. It. Like we, so I don't really view it as like, if even if I get done reading the both absolutes in the next week or two, I don't really feel much compulsion to come on and be like, oh, I just read planetary and holy shit, let me tell you how awesome it was because you guys have all read it. Like the whole I would right, totally like, jump in. And agree with no, you. No, no, no. Maybe that's the, what he doesn't want. But no, but no, the thing is, is that is that <laughs> you guys have already like you've all read it already. You've already voiced how much you like the series. Like the con, right. you know what I mean. Like so again, it's like, almost redundant. Yeah, yeah, you know, like like all I'm gonna say is not that dissimilar from, but it's organic. Like I again, hundred bullets. I mean, you know, when I got done reading that, I gushed about it. The same thing. I, I kind of knew where everybody stood on that. But it's you know, so it, it's it's organic. But like the other thing I now that you asked, David, is the thing that's been eating at my craw lately is um. 20th Century Boys and Pluto. I haven't finished either, and for no other reason, I just kind of got sidetracked. I, I was loving both yeah. of them, and I have more volumes sitting on my shelves to read, and I just got sidetracked. I got away from it, but I really want to get back, especially Pluto, and finish it up. I just haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, if I have to make a decision, oh, you're something... all grouchy. Son of a bitch. Yes. Also, the, the one that um, I'm going to try and rectify this weekend, because adding to my shitty week is that I'm getting two of my four wisdom teeth taken out on nice. Saturday, and then, then the other two the following okay. week. So I'm, I'm going to have Why aren't some, they doing all at once? You know, I'm asking the same thing. I'm oh, just like, okay. you know, just fucking take them out already. I would rather yeah, I have all like, mine taken out at once. Yeah, it's one miserable and, weekend and, and instead of two. Wanna, you want to chew on some fatty foods after that, okay? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but no, the dentist is like, no, we're going to take them out. You know, two different weeks. I'm like, you're charging me more, aren't you? Yeah. Um, um, so anyway, I'm going to have some some time on the couch to to read this this next weekend, and uh, it's time for uh, Godland Celestial Edition Volume Two. two? Yes, yeah, another one. Yeah, yes. another when, I, there, when I'm yeah. done with DPRD, that's the next thing I'm yeah. doing. Okay, cool. Because I know it's just going to be a big old meaty read, and I yep. want to actually spend time with it. There's nothing I hate worse than um, taking a really awesome comic that is that is smart and 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 well crafted, and treating it like toilet paper. 
you know. And, and, and it's, it's like, got to be over a year since we read the first one. Or, well, I mean, that was the version I read. I don't. I know yeah. despise the issues. And to its credit, I have pretty good recollection yeah. of it, which yeah, yeah, means yeah. that it must have been pretty good. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I buy, I, how am I? Yeah, yeah, it's better. I, I buy Godland in the singles. I can't. Right. I can't wait. Oh, for sure, it. sure. So you get like two two a year. <laughs> That's okay though. Because you know what? Hey, I love Joe Casey. And you, know I love, uh, you know I love Joe Casey, but Homie's not exactly churning out the scripts for that book. Dude, when you got a bank account as as beefy as his, you don't have to. Hey, you know what? I would I would I would rather have four awesome issues a year than twelve shitty ones. No, that's true. true. But it's funny you say that though, Vince, because I was giving that some thought. Like, remember how excited we all were when when the Man of Action all solicited new books and image, and they were all like, "Yeah, you know, we're really excited. We're gonna get back." And, and I bought every one of those motherfuckers. And other than I killed giants, not a fucking one of them is finished yet. Yep. Not a goddamn one of them. Yeah, but don't really? worry, Vince, because he's not reading them, so it's all right. I, I mean, I'm gonna read them in trade, man. Surprise, soul kissed. I mean, none of them. None of them fucking finished. It's kind of like my excitement for First Wave. Who was smart in that decision, uh, Dave? <laughs> first Wave. Poor little out. I will say this about the first wave cancellation. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but but I will say sincerely that I hope what comes of it is that I get to see the beautiful Moritat art on a book that I'm like really enjoying the story as well yeah. as much as his art. Because yeah, I, I kept so. I kept so. buying Spirit because to support him and the art, but you know I was. You know ready. what I'd like to see Moritat on? Fantastic Four, X Factor. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. I don't know. He's kind of got that 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 dark noir feel to his work that would that would fit X Factor because when X Factor is really good, it's when it's a, a noir book. I'd like to see him stick with what he knows and go back and do Elephant Men regularly. Well, yeah, but I also want to see him get paid. <laughs> That's yeah. nice. Richard Stark is going to punch you in the face. Oh, I love Elephant Men. <laughs> And, and Elephant Man, you know, Elephant Man has really turned into one of the um, the great springboard comics. There's a lot of great artists that have worked on Elephant Man and, and kind of like springboard up to um, some, you know, some some different work. You know, Burnham and Marion Churchland and, and Moritat. It's um, you know, it's uh, Elephant Man is a worthy read. You know, get get that book if oh, yeah. the 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 you, stories the story is great. But if you want to have your finger on the pulse of of what comic book artists are up and coming, I mean, Richard seeks those people out, and he knows right. he knows his shit. So, but if you're talking in in uh, to jibe with the theme of this episode, there's not too many books that are socially relevant as Elephant Man. Yeah, absolutely. So it goes in nicely with your dovetails nicely with your Alien Legion talk. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah, Look at us. Richard, yeah. Richard is such a, uh, a such a master of of the total packaging, though. That for me, waiting, just knowing that every now and then I'm going to get a nice, beautiful new hardcover. It's just yeah. perfect for me with that. You know, yeah. like I double dippity dap on that. I yeah, I can to. respect that. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, the 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 big old hardcovers that come out for Elephant Man are amazing, and you should you should have those because if you don't buy them, you're stupid. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I, just, I wanted to give it just like a twenty second shout out to something. But I don't want to spend a lot, but uh, American Vampire. I've been enjoying it quite a bit, and um, in no small part because of Rafael Albuquerque's amazing art. Um, and uh, I, he's 
I don't know if he's off the book permanently, but he's been off the book the last few issues, which made me nervous. Like, I let him build up a little mini stack because mm-hmm. I was nervous. I was like, oh, oh, Albuquerque's moving on. I hope it. Um, and it was by a, a new artist that I was at least personally not familiar with his work at. That's uh, Mateus Santoluoco. I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but that's what it looks like to me. So, uh, at least from my perspective, the verdict is in, and, and he's, he's very good. Uh, the new artist is also <laughs> very, very good. good. Yeah, you got to um, give credit to Vertigo. Yeah, uh, and DC because number one, that cover stock they use for that is pretty upscale, and yeah. it's it's on every issue. And I don't, I think it was three ninety nine when they started that, didn't it? The uh, American Vampire, but I looked at it; it's two ninety nine now. Uh, holding the line. Well, well, they, well, they they may have dropped the the back. They dropped it with issue eleven. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you used to have a backup, right? Issue yeah. ten was three ninety nine, and issue eleven yeah. was two ninety nine. So yeah, well, I mean, respect. Well, it was, it yeah. was the uh, the the Stephen King backup story. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I, I well, looked no, at it. Well, no, it went beyond that because because like eight eight nine and ten didn't have the backup, but it but they were three ninety nine. Yeah. So. Tell you what, Scott Scott Snyder, watch out. You know, I know a lot of people talk about Nick Spencer, and, and I was just going to say I, I'm much more impressed with <laughs> Snyder than Spencer. Yeah, you know, so Spencer Spencer gets a lot of the the marquee flash and and whatnot. It's you know, Spencer's done some nice stuff. He hasn't blown my socks off. Scott Snyder is is a guy that that's shown some fucking chops. But he's been yeah. in the business longer, a lot longer. Snyder Snyder's like ten years old. Dude, Snyder's first work was American Vampire, dude. What's it really? Yeah. What yeah. am I thinking of, Scott yeah. Snyder? He, he's yeah. If you see pictures of him, you'll get pissed off. He he looks like he's literally oh, like ten years old. Maybe I'm thinking of S- Stephen T. Siegel. Oh wow! I yeah, Siegel's been around for a while. That's what he's one of the yeah. man. Yeah. Speaking oh, God, of yeah. um, Stephen King, the uh, I because I haven't read the Gunslinger. The oh, dude, series. you must read it. I I um. Hmm? My my friend's son, Dark Tower. My, my but, friend's yeah, son is that. Yeah, I've read them all. They're awesome. Don't I didn't read the yeah. seventh one. Well, you know he he's dropping away. I haven't read the guns. It's it's fucking like twenty two years old, David. Yes, I know. Oh, sorry, <laughs> dude. I not not in total. The last one came out what four yeah, years uh, ago? No, like the gunslinger is like twenty two. It's like I haven't read War and Peace. I haven't either. <laughs> I haven't, but I never the, will. Uh, my 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 um son. My my friend's son. Is one for an audition for uh, the um, the Dark Tower because they're, they're turning it into a movie and a TV series. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thank yeah, God you you, can, you, you didn't say yeah, stage can. play. Thank God. Yeah, no. uh, it's it's oh. Ron Howard and, and company, and then I guess they're going to start it as as a movie, and then are going to be able to flesh it out as a TV series. Yeah, you can't do that as a movie. I oh, mean, are you kidding it's, me? It's, no, it's too fucking big. It's maybe way, maybe just the gunslinger, big. but that wouldn't have the hooks to draw uh, him in. It, it's too it's too big. Oh, you, you, um, speaking of stage plays, I know you're talking about um, Spider Man. Um, Turn uh, off the dark. I wasn't yeah, drop <laughs> in the dark or whatever. Uh, a new writer to uh, come in and uh, and fix that stuff, and it's a little Stephen King tie in. Um, Joe Hill? Uh, no, um, um, Agira Sakasa. It's the guy that's writing um, the Stand comic. Yeah. yeah, is has been uh, hired. And that, that, that was supposed that, to replace that Fantastic Space. Four uh, mini, the Marvel four. Knights Four. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, he's uh, yeah. um, he's been hired to come in and kind of rewrite and and. Well, he's, got, he's got Broadway connections. That's and why he's written I, a bunch I, of TV shows too, right? I think he wrote some issues. Some he's definitely done some a lot of TV show writing as well. Oh, so. Good for him. 
Yeah. Didn't didn't care for his four, not too much. Mm. What? I didn't care for four all yeah. that much. No, the Marvel Knights. I was, I was glad to see Mark back. Yeah. Oh, truth. <laughs> truth. No, I'm not. No, I'm thinking of the Grant Morrison was the the. Four, he did three, the miniseries two, one. one two three four. Yeah. Ooh. Was it was it one two three four or was it four three two one? One two three four. Thinly veiled, um, oh. sibling attraction in that book. Nice. There you go, Grant. Yeah. Just like hey, if Susie was my sister, I'd be peeking in the shower all the time. Too. Of course you would. <laughs> this episode of 11... We're, we're at the end. This episode of 11 o'clock... Com- yeah, no voicemails this mess, this episode because I haven't had time. So next next time. Next time. This episode of 11 o'clock comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, dcbservice.com. Get this. Kirkman and Jason Howard, Super Dinosaur... The uh, first book out of the Image Skybound imprint would have cost you two ninety nine elsewhere. No elsewhere. Elsewhere. No, no, no way, brothers and sisters. It's only going to cost you a dollar forty nine. That's half off. Like I said before, Batwoman number one seventy four cents. Dark Horse presents three ninety nine half off cover, and the Boom Planet of the Apes forty five percent off the three ninety nine cover. You'll get it for two dollars nineteen. Epic. Epic shipping, epic packing. They just have everything you would ever want in a comic book store, and you don't have to leave the privy, this I said privy, the privy of your own home. They are so go. good, and they're our sponsor, and I love them. I, I, even if they weren't our sponsor, you'd probably be hearing me ramble on on, on the they're merits of They're just nice me. people, period. They are, except that Crucy guy. He doesn't believe in you. Nah. I don't like him. Oh, um, no, ben Teed's the one you have to work, you know, oh, watch out for. Ben Teen is the Ben Teen. Benteen. Uh, yeah, too much, too much. Be- <laughs> yeah. you on a piece of rubbing your crotch to cure something. run some Benteen on there. And while you're at it, bump fists with their digital arm, the oh, MyDigitalComics.com. <laughs> MyDigitalComics.com. Right. Yeah. Cheap-ass comics my, my delivered burns. right. What should I do? Rub some Benteen on there. <laughs> <laughs> delivered right to your computer. You don't even have to leave the privy of your computer room. Duncan the Wonder Dog, $9.99. Insane. A host of other comics for $0.99. Cents. And you can see a lot of these comic creators and probably the people at DCBS at... C2E2. Go to C2E2.com for ticket information and a full guest list. And uh, if you order your tickets by March 14th, you'll be able to get the whole weekend for 50 bones. You can come out and see the 11 o'clock crew and many other podcasters. And it'll be fun and we'll have a good time. And we'll drink a little bit. We'll talk about some comics. Oh my God. It'll be awesome. It will be awesome. Yes. So be kind of awesome. Be um. Stop. <laughs> be before we we sign off. Do we want to do a tag team next week, or do we want to do an old fashioned episode next week? Oh yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I I like the tag team. Let's uh, surprise people though. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll so who's the tag team this week? Jason and myself, and yes. you and yeah, yeah okay. you and Jason, me and David. Okay. Jason and I work very well together. That's right. We do. Yin and Yang, baby. David and I both have soft hands. In your travels, go to a comic shop or uh, discount comic book service and get yourself Dr. Solar, Man of the Atom by Mr. Jim Shooter 
and art by Roger Robinson. I poo pooed this book uh, from the first issue. The first you issue sure was did. the first I issue was was not. Harsh. It was the first issue was not good. You were all alone, and on that. and we'll we'll just let that go as it is. But they've um they've rallied, and this is a hell of a title now. Uh, Roger Robinson's art, oh, it's stunning. It's very European, as Gene Simmons would say, and it's just, it's fantastic. The story, it it it, it feels like the second coming of Valiant. But that just may be me looking at it with, you know, rose tinted glasses. I love it. Dr. Solar, Man of the Atom from Dark Horse. All right. 350. Um, I have um, two things I want you to check out that are not. Oh, uh, what the hell? Jeez, you're a brain seeker. Unheard of. That, that are not actually comics. Uh, the first one. Go on on your Netflix streaming account or whatever. Um, dial up the 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 John Pertwee episodes oh, of Doctor yes. Who because you can you can see some amazing work by Mister Nicholas Courtney. Oh, you killing me? Is uh, you know we we started off the episode with um, uh, condolences and remembrances of Dwayne McDuffie. Well, one of uh, the actors that really shaped a lot of my childhood, uh, yeah. Nicholas, Nicholas Courtney, who was the Brigadier on Brigadier uh, Doctor Who, Stewart. Brigadier yes. Lethbridge Stewart, and uh, uh, from the second, actually uh, from sec the second Doctor to the God, what the eighth Doctor. I think he was up until did I think he's on the Colin Colin uh what's his name Colin No Rick? it's no beyond that he was uh Sylvester McCoy Really so, yeah yeah he actually he was actually in a Sylvester McCoy episode so uh, Did they prob- ever have him on the new series No no I think he I think he I think he stopped with Sylvester McCoy oh, I may that be wrong sucks. I, I may be wrong but um uh the the brigadier was a character on Doctor Who from the late 60s into the 90s and was just a great character and played by one man, uh, Nicholas Courtney, who passed away yesterday at the age of 81. So so uh, yeah, I, I think the, the golden age of, of the Brigadier episodes were definitely the third Doctor yep. with uh, John Pertwee. So, uh, so uh, dial those up on your Netflix and, and yes. just watch some, some awesomeness. And, Much more uh, screen time. They made him a major character yeah, in that. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's the Doctor was Earthbound. Um, the majority of that season. So, um, so it was. Uh, he was the head of unit, and uh, some some great great stuff. The other one is uh, another podcast. A, a listener of the show that uh, noob on the forums is one of the folks uh, that is part of the the Altered Egos comic book podcast, and it's spelled uh, A L. T and it's three instead of E. Oh, uh, nice. I like that. So it's the altered, so it's alt three red egos comic book podcast. And, uh, and I've given it a listen and it's good stuff. Uh, some guys from out east. So you got, you got them, them east coast accents. Um, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, but but some if you're, some, if you're not understanding people, then you know give us a shout. I, I think the East Coast <laughs> accent is lack of accent. No, no, it's we not. don't have accents. No, no, no Min- it's not. Minnesota is considered the oh no 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 St. Yes. Louis actually oh, no. no no seriously St. No, Louis it's not true. 
No, in Ger- it's, no, it's it not is true. true. Broadcasters, no. broadcasters no. have always you're wanted wrong. to speak like it's not true. <laughs> you're wrong. It's not true. No, you're wrong. You're, you're just wrong. Never been Minnesota. Why does he have to have been there? You see, St. Louis has the most neutral accent in the country. It is like it was. It is accent neutral. No, that's Pennsylvania. What were you gonna say, Jason? Jason's wrong. I studied this. You are wrong. He's he's very rarely wrong. I have studied this. St. Louis has the most the most accent neutral. Um, dialect. You realize by definition everyone has an accent, right? It's just all your perspective. So to yeah, say well, someone has the most neutral accent is kind of absurd. It's considering <laughs> we speak English and we're not. Well, have you Chris ever has, fucking anyone from Minnesota? Chris has fulfilled his prophecy. He is, he is officially <laughs> stupid. He is prophetic. Since you ask, one of my partners lives in Minnesota, and my other partner spent ten years in Minnesota. So yes, I know exactly. Do they talk like this because they're no, from they Minnesota? Don't. Speak Did, perfect English, didn't Laverne well, Shirley they're not come from, from Minnesota, Minnesota? Because everyone from Minnesota talks with really long O's, eh? <laughs> I now think he's we... fucking <laughs> He's the Pepperidge Farms man. I think we should end this. Come on, you guys got to do your in your travels. In your travels, I, I say I, I want people to, to go God. and and pick up something you've been meaning to. If, if anything, the past couple of weeks with, with, with the tag teams and what we've been reading, I think it's just, we haven't, well, I know I haven't been reading anything that's really been in, I've been branching out. So just, you know, if you have something yeah. you've been meaning to get, get it because you don't know what you're going to end up with. It's true. Well said. Well said. I like that. I like that too. A lot of heart in those words, Mr. Dappity Doodle. For truth. And uh, kind of following on the same lines, uh, in your travels, why don't you go pick up... Uh, the uh, recently re-released Static Shock uh, Rebirth of Cool trade paper pack. Yes. Um, you can get it in stock trades uh, for $12.39. So Cheapness. Hook that up. John yeah. Paulione Art, Dwayne McDuffie. Can't go wrong. Static is a great character. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. All what right. Enough. Oh, this sucks. It's horrible. Horrible. Hopefully, wherever he is, he's happy. Flipping the bird to Marvel and DC for effing him over the past couple of years, but anyway, <laughs> he made he made he made great comics. God bless you, Dwayne McNuffy. We love you. Yep. Rest rest well. All right. Thank you for being here, and we will, like it or not, be back next week. So watch out. Better be. Yeah. I'll be talking to myself otherwise. And that would not be good. That'd be that would be crazy. That'd be pretty. But I doing different accents. There you go. <laughs> look, at, look at me. I'm from Minnesota. I'm gonna <laughs> park the car. <laughs> we gotta end it. We gotta yeah, go end ahead, it. Do it. Say, say do bye bye. I'm saying bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's Flanagan's bit.